Hey, it's Mike Garofalo, NFL Network, here in the home office, and you are listening to the Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, taking that lighter journey into the dark side with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Michelle. She's got great hair. It's a little pink, it's a little purple, whatever it is. I'll tell you what, if I could grow it, I would sign up for that color today. So listen to her and the entire crew as they give you all the information on the Raiders on the podcast that benefits the One Nation Foundation. It's a great cause. It's a great pod. Tune in. Turn it up. Here it comes. All that Raiders info and takes coming at you right now. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Thank you. We love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to Piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most singing, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Take it away, guys. What is that, Raider Nation? Uh, we appreciate you joining. <laughs> I'm going to spit all over the place now. <laughs> Let me try that again. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 309 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from what we call Murph's Fan Cave, and the rest of everybody else calls it the uh, it's the bonus room. <laughs> and, uh, I think most people call it the Fan Cave at this yeah. point. I, I, I think at this point, yeah, that's true. They better. Because yeah, two of the other people that live here, well, one of them doesn't live here anymore because he's in the Navy, wow. but the other one still calls it a bonus room. Oh. But anyways. Does he? Yeah. He really? needs to change that shit. Yeah, yeah. he needs he, to he might, he might call it the Fan Cave. Okay. He ought to. I'll ask um, anyways, appreciate you joining us tonight for what we, uh, again, trust will be a fantastic episode. If you can't tell, it's spooky season around here uh, for Raiders Ooh. Fan Radio. <laughs> oh, but, um, so we're going to... Uh, gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sound effects. You didn't even need the board. We got didn't even back. need the board, yeah. And so, and we're going to tell you about what our costumes are in a minute. I'll tell you about what uh, uh, who I'm honoring tonight with my costume. But well, first, I want to throw it around the room a little bit uh, because we want to uh, introduce my co-host tonight. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you joining us live for all of those of you that are in the chat room tonight at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And appreciate everybody that is joining us on the audio podcast. Hey. Uh, just search us um, anywhere. Anywhere you find an audio podcast, you can find our show at uh, just search Raiders Fan Radio. You can even ask your internet-connected device to play Raiders Fan Radio, and it will. And so we appreciate you very much. We just ask that while you're there, hit a like, hit a thumbs up, hit a subscribe, hit the auto-download. Anything you can do to support this show uh, helps support our foundation, which is the One Nation Foundation, in which we are can't we, we cannot wait to go to Las Vegas next week and present a check for oh, $15,000. On behalf of you, Raider Nation, we're just the vessels here with microphones. 
The fundraising comes from folks like you. Uh, and, and by hitting that like, hitting that subscribe, doing all those things to support this show, it allows us advertising opportunities like the good folks at Manscaped, like the good folks at Magic Mind. It allows corporate sponsors like US uh, United Rentals. It allows us to partner up with folks like Will Compton, Bussing with the Boys. Shout out, much respect, Bussing with the Boys to help enable us to get to these fundraising goals. So thank you so much for what you do. It's not about lifting this show up. It's about lifting up the foundation because we're literally changing lives with your generosity. Not we are, but these organizations are changing lives with your generosity. We cannot thank you enough. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and pass it around the room a little bit. First off, let's, oh, I don't have my glasses on. This is gonna be interesting. Um, first off, let's go ahead and and, uh, and turn it over to my best friend and yours, the man that adorns the Eastern Annex, now of the Murphs Fan Cave Desk. He is Swag Jeff. He's styling and profiling. What up, Swag? Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's good to be here. Good thing you got those headphones on because I can't see your fat ears. I'm telling you, man, because this <laughs> visor, this visor is pulled all the way down where my ears are shooting out like crazy, <laughs> man. So, uh, you know, I'm fired up to be here. You know, the, the Raider Nation is is all we really have to be excited about right now. Tell us about the mysteries of the football season there. For those of you that are on the audio podcast, well, we're gonna get to what we're dressed as in a minute. Sure. But uh, yeah. Well, if you're on the if you're on the video, if you're on the YouTube, you know exactly who I'm dressed <laughs> as tonight. So uh, so yeah, and so uh, and to kind of piggyback on what you said there, Murph, about the foundation. When you said we, and you said, well, it's not just we. It is we because this is we Raider Nation. We. There you know, you guys go. started that One Nation Foundation. You guys helped kick that off, and it went to all new heights. Fifteen thousand dollars that we're going to be presenting next Friday to Fred and Angela at the Bolitnikoff event, and that's all because of you, Raider Nation. So much, much respect to each and every one of you, folks like Hooligan Nation, Ariel Zuniga, Tony Shepard, Paul, Justin, Wendy's, the, uh, the numbers, Lala Meloso, Yoshi, uh, Salvo Zen, uh, Jay Jackson. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Michelle over here to my left over here. Uh, Joshua R, who we were able to, uh, fortunately we're able to donate for his van. Yes. You know, yes, he's, yes, he's yes. in the chat. Uh, all of our ladies are in there. Uh, the vibrator. vibrators in there. My beautiful yeah. wife's in there. You know, it's, it, this is all one big family, man. And I'm super fired up because what else is there to be fired up about? Not a whole lot. Whoa. So, uh, Amen. so Murph, we don't do the show alone. Heck no. No. So to my left over here, adorning the Eastern Annex of the Southern, southern. Annex. Oh, Southern of the Eastern. Southern, oh, Southern We're Annex of the Eastern Annex of the Swag <laughs> Corner over here. Please welcome in Michelle Swag. Hey, Michelle. Hey. <laughs> so, hey. I know it's our Halloween show, but I didn't get a chance to dress up. I was really busy, but this is what the Bears game did to me. So I just came... As a forty-plus-year-old Raiders fan, and <laughs> just this, a forty-year, it has put some what, age on this you. This has aged me so magnificently. <sighs> I'm questioning a lot of life choices at this. With this, let's it's terrifying. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's pass it around the room. So, Michelle, you are a distressed, aged. I am Raider an fan. For those of you that are on the audio podcast, I'm so close to Josh McDaniels right now. I want to uh, strangle him. Yeah. Uh, it is, y'all are really lucky. I'm just trying to hold together because 
Well, my wife says that the lighting is doing things for you. <gasps> Thank oh. you. Because it seems like no matter what, and, and I don't want to just you know brag on you right there, <laughs> oh, no but it, no matter where we do the show, whether Ooh. it be at the bar, whether it be at Fan Cave 1.2, Fan Cave 1.1, Domenico's, uh, the red phone booth, whatever, you always have the best shot, Michelle. I always have the best shot. I don't know how it happens either because I don't choose them. Is it genetics? God what is chooses it? them, I think. Oh, it's I think the Lord. The Lord. It's the Lord's the Lord. lighting. The Lord is yeah. the Lord's yeah. lighting, yeah. yeah. No, and Ariel, Ariel said that I look like how Raider Nation feels, and that's exactly, that's exactly, exactly what, what I was for. going yeah. for. Yeah. 100%. We're well, all distressed, man. Absolutely. Well, um, what do you got, Swago? Well, I am uh, Josh McClownials. Uh, yeah. so, so those of you on the audio podcast, I've got the clown face and I'm sad, but I am rocking the visor and the upside down Raider logo, because if you know, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, that's what I am. <laughs> that's what I am. Murph, tell us about what you are. Well, tell us about the mysteries of football. Tell us about how, how, uh, McClownials, yeah. how, uh, it's, it's not the preseason anymore. Well, uh, you know. It's not the preseason anymore, so you know we're uh, we're we're gonna stay. We're gonna stick with Jimmy G. We're gonna stick with uh, with a eighty-seven-year-old uh, vet in the NFL <laughs> to uh, to hopefully get us his first win that he's had in the last seventy-four years. Um, you know, I, I mean that that's what we're gonna do. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, force feed. Devontae Adams the ball in the first drive because he said he wanted the ball and you know and, and that's what we're gonna do we're, we're looking for him we're looking for him to get the ball but then after that first drive we're just we're, we're gonna forget about him and we're gonna do our thing you know you know this <laughs> freaking coach man unbelievable but so Murph, who are you but, hey but let's give it up for Swag Jeff and Michelle for their for their for their, uh, for their costumes looking fantastic Yay, give it up for <laughs> And respect to Michelle for the makeup jobs tonight. It was yes. it, and yeah. Val. Yes, and Val. Absolutely. Yep. Thank absolutely. you, baby. Thank yep. you, baby. Hundred uh, percent. So yeah. So she put me together for those of you on the audio podcast. So I'm dressed up like one of my broadcast heroes, the legendary Sven Gulli. Hey. Uh, for those of us on the West Coast that that grew yeah. up, we didn't really see Sven Gulli. It was a it's a it's a Midwest thing. It's a Chicago thing. Uh, but you can now find him on MeTV each and every week on Saturday. And I just I love the show. It's like. I, I watch it all year long, not not just now during spooky season or the bonanza as they call it, uh, but I watch it all year round and because it's just an absolute blast. And uh, so, in honor of the great Sven Gulli, let's go ahead and tell some dad jokes. Oh, yeah. because oh. that's what Sven Gulli does. It's uh, all about campy humor. It's all about that. So let's tell some dad jokes. So I, here we go, Raider Nation. What does Josh McDaniels and a Chick Fil A manager have in common? What's that? Neither one of them shows up on Sundays. Uh, how, do you, <laughs> how do you know the Colorado State Police are serious enforcing the speed limits in Denver? Berwin. No, Denver. How do you know they're serious? Why is that? For the first offense, they give you Broncos tickets. If you get stopped a second time, they make you use them to go watch them play. <laughs> How about this, Swag? Jeff, did you hear that they are installing cardboard for the new field at SoFi Stadium? I have not heard that. Yeah. Mm, it could be. Yeah, they're doing that because the Chargers always look better on paper. Oh, oh I like that joke. I like that one, yeah. What's the difference between Philip Rivers, Michelle, and a baby? Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The baby will stop whining after a while. <laughs> 
pile of Bilberts, it's a good thing. A baby doesn't have 18 babies. <laughs> Speaking of Philip Rivers, uh, it's a good thing Philip Rivers has so many kids because we were waiting for that amount of Charger, waiting for the amount of Charger fans to finally double. <laughs> hey. And finally, 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 Andy Reid. Let's talk about Andy Reid. Sure. Andy Reid had to make adjustments after moving to Kansas City from Philadelphia. He did. Yeah. Once he got lost around Kansas City, he had a dead phone, and so he stopped at a gas station for directions. He said, how do I get to 435? The attendant said, well, exercise is a start. Or says he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, there's my tribute to the legendary Spin Ghoulie. Oh, perfect. Uh, I love it. Anyways. All right, so good stuff there. So anyways, let's chuck it back around the room. Uh, we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Can't appreciate you enough for joining us live. Now, listen, we're going to have fun with this tonight. We're going to be silly. Because why it's, not? It's our Halloween show. Because why not? And listen, man, we're going to have plenty of time for misery and complaining and bitching and all the stuff that we do. Because listen, that's that's what's, gone, what's going on. Uh, I had a really cathartic experience with Scott on the Silver and Black Today show oh, this yeah. week that I really got a chance to kind of let it fly. So if you want to hear what, what kind of my initial reaction to that show... Uh, go check out Silver and Black today with Scott Gobranson and Mo Moten. And uh, we always do a live voice of the fan uh, after that, uh, after the game. So check that out there. Uh, but instead of my reaction, which is already out there, I want to get uh, go around to Jeff and to Michelle. But, and let me say this, too. There's a few people on the, on the YouTube comments are a trip. Our yeah. YouTube comments are always fantastic. Love you guys. On, sometimes on the Silver and Black Today show, I'll get some really funky uh, uh, responses. And I got a couple in there that it was like, how come Murph only has afterthoughts? He never has forethoughts. Because it's an after-the-game reaction <laughs> show, you nincompoop. That's why. We're on there to talk about the... Um, my segment is literally called The Voice of the Fan, and the way Scott sets that thing up is, hey, uh, hey Murph, how's, how do you think Raider Nation is feeling right now? Th that's literally the whole premise of the segment. Oh. So save me that crap that, like, I never has a forethought. You want well, forethoughts? Well, your forethoughts are the show before the this, game. There's our forethoughts. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, YouTube comments. Yeah. All right, um, let's go ahead and pass it around here. Just swag, Jeff. You always take our episode number and tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Tonight it is Halloween. It is officially uh, the Spooktober, as they call it there, on sure. Bussin' with the Boys. Yep. And so what do we got tonight for episode number 309? Well, you know, so yeah, so like Murph said, every episode we take something significant within Raider Nation related back to the episode number, but it's the Halloween show, Michelle. So, uh, so we're going to do it a little bit different. So we're going to be highlighting some some things that are significant to Halloween that goes back to our episode number 309. So uh so I got several for you tonight, man. Oh I got I got nice a lot, job. man. So so I went deep into the Halloween vaults and found all sorts of amazing information. So uh so hey, so did you know that it's illegal to silly string a house? Oh, I did not know that. Not know it is that. illegal that's to good, silly string a house, especially on Halloween. Oh. It was. It said it was very specific to Halloween. The rest of the year, I guess you do whatever the hell oh, you so want. So three sixty four, we're good. So nice. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. So the know. other three. So but on Halloween night, you get caught silly stringing a house. You're in trouble, Michelle. Ooh. So in South Dakota, it's especially <laughs> illegal there, oh. and so you can be fined up to three hundred and nine dollars per house oh. that you silly string. Oh, nice and 
And if you didn't like that, which I don't know why you wouldn't. So did you know that uh, there's some, there's people own pets. They do. People, people, people well, we own all, pets. We are all pet owners. That's We're all right. pet owners, man. So did you know that some people like to dress their animals up for Halloween? Oh, yeah. Uh, like little Zeke running like around Zeke here? Like Zeke's running around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raider jersey. So a poll was done in America. 30.9% of all pet owners dress their pets up for Halloween. Oh, there you go. There you go. Did you also know? Oh, my gosh. You there's some money spent on Halloween and the oh, Halloween oh. season, especially in this wet household. Oh boy, you know what I mean. Kidding. So, uh, so on average, so so they did a poll last year and they, I guess, called Spirit Halloween and Party mm -hmm. City and mm -hmm. all these kind of folks. Uh, in 2022, Americans spent 3.09 mil or uh, I'm sorry, billion oh, dollars on Halloween decor and costume. Wow. There you go. Nicely done, Swag. Absolutely, I'm not done. Oh, shit. I'm not done. So, so for this one, we're going back. How far are we going back? Way back. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Hit it. And we are going all the way back. So we are going back to October 31st, 1714. Oh, oh wow. wow. That is okay. way back. And we're going to be talking about uh, some folks in England. Okay. okay. So I'm in England. So this was just before the birth of America. Uh, so some folks, yep. So, yeah, so some I folks at the history. end of October, uh, it was a little cold in the air, a little, little brisk. And, uh, and so they started, so folks were standing out on their front porch and they started passing around Charleston shoes and Paul, put, what did Paul say? Paul, our, our Englishman in there says, Ooh, so Paul's great, 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 great grandfather started this tradition where, uh, folks stand on the front porch. And they start passing out Charleston shoes and putting pumpkins on their uh, on their front porch. Okay, thus creating Halloween itself. Wow! So we don't like math, but we like numbers around here, right? Do it. You do the math on that. That was three hundred and nine years Let's ago. Let's go! Oh, so happy three hundred and ninth birthday to the to the vacation or to the holiday of Halloween. So let's keep it a recency. Oh my gosh, you let's got keep more? it a recency. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, okay, so this Uncle year, Mosh. this year I've watched three hundred and nine minutes of scary movies, and I pissed my <laughs> pants the entire time. And if you didn't like any of this stuff, and you want to bring it all the way back to the all Raiders, the way back. Okay. let's do that. Okay. So Josh McDaniels has said um three hundred and nine uh. times in the twenty twenty three NFL season. <laughs> there you go. So much respect to three hundred nine. A lot of shit's happening, Murph. Oh, a lot of shit gosh. is happening, pal. I love it. I love that you brought up the idea that there you watched 309 minutes of scary movies. Because <laughs> So we've been on a thing, Raider Nation. We got uh, one more to get to uh, after this week, but we've been watching a scary movie every week. That way it gives us something to talk about before we start the show. Sure. And yes, and all of you out there that are impatient, and how come you guys don't talk about the Raiders? We're going to talk about the freaking Raiders for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Let us get through some housekeeping on the top of the show let's here. Let's do and, something fun first. Yeah, right? Let's Yeah, let's actually do something fun before we talk about <laughs> the Raiders. Good point, Michelle. Um, all right, so we were doing a scary movie every week. This week's movie was totally killer. All right, which is yeah. on the Amazon Prime's there. Uh, so Michelle, let's go. Let's go around the, the the fifteen to thirty second review of Totally Killer. So I already told Jeb I did not watch it. I, I was gonna watch it last night. And oh, because you had the art show. We, well, and we had we. Oh, and then I your lost, poor dog. We said goodbye to our yeah. Roxy Chanel of fourteen years yesterday. And I really did have intentions of watching it, but that kind of threw a ringer in that, plus my two-day art show over the weekend. So I haven't watched it, but I do want to watch it. Okay. So I right. will watch it, 
But full disclosure, yeah, and, I did and, not. And, and, and rest in peace. Yeah, and, and, R.I.P. Roxy. Yeah. R.I.P. Roxy. Yeah, yeah. She's a yep. good girl. She's Absolutely. A good girl. All right, so our resident scaredy cat, Jeff, what did you think of the movie? I love the movie. I'm so glad you guys picked a movie that wasn't scary. You know, it was it was very Halloween centric and all that stuff, and it was it, it was funny. You know, I mean, and, and it it was it was a lot of cool references to 80s oh, and 90s and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. So for, for those of you that have Prime Video, check that thing out, man. It's 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 fun. It's a, it's a cute little movie, man. I I, I really enjoyed it, and you know, and and. So, so what are we doing now? Well, tell us your thoughts. First. Well, okay. I thought it was fun. So Valerie and I watched it and we are kids of the eighties. And so totally. uh, it was a blast. It was a, it was a lot of nostalgia going on with it. It Truth. was kind of like stranger things meets a scary movie kind of thought. It's kind exactly of vibe. what I well, thought. Well, stranger things could be scary too, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but stranger was, things was in the eighties, you know, yeah, and it, it wasn't like, a, a lot and it's not a slasher flick. Like this is a slasher flick. Well, spoilers. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's but, called Totally it's Killer. Totally killer. And it's yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen the trailer? But it had a good, ma- okay, well, you know, the, yeah. the bad guy, the look and the aesthetic of things and everything, like it, it was pretty good. It was, it was fun. So especially for, for any of you folks that are of a particular age and have uh, turned the calendar a couple times, uh, you'll get a kick out of it. All right, so next up, we got one more to get to. In the chat okay. room, let us know what you guys have thought about it because we always want to know uh, what you all have thought. And then we've got one more to get to for a scary movie this week. So here's my nominees. I got Renfield, okay. Candyman, Knock at the Cabin, or Megan. I've not seen any of those. Have I've you seen, seen them all? I've seen every one of those. You yeah. have? Damn it. Okay, yeah. we'll come up with I haven't own. seen any of those, but it's okay because I'm leaving for Vegas on Wednesday. So I promise you I'll oh. watch it, and maybe I'll call you to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll tell you about them. Let's do this. Michelle, which one would you recommend? Because we're all going Say to Vegas this again. week. Renfield, that's Nick Cage, mm-hmm. and Thomas Holt, I believe. Candyman, the remake of the original Candyman. Uh, not, yeah, I'm not talking about the original. I'm talking about the remake. Oh, that came I out. need. To, I haven't seen the remake. There you so go. Let's the do remake that of Candyman. Yeah. That's what I we're doing re- this week. Recommend. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Renfield actually was like, it was a, it was entertaining. But let's do Candyman. Let's do, just, not do Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came yeah. out like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I'm gonna watch Willy Wonka instead because he's also Ooh, a big chicken. The scariest thing to swag is when they go through the tunnel. That's that's as scary as he gets. You know what? When I was a kid, that, that scare you? It didn't scare me, but it's it, kind of stirred up a little bit. Stirred a little bit. Got stirred a little, little something there. Yeah, yeah. Daddy, I do not want one of these boats. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. she's a nitwit, Charlie. Yeah, I love I love that movie. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> I love Willy Wonka. <laughs> All right, Jeff, give us some contact info. Oh my gosh! Hey, let's do that. Let's huh? let's talk about these people that are going to pay for this show. <laughs> let's do that. Oh, turn that up, pal. What? Woo! Freedom Rock. Is it not? Is it quiet? It's, it's way quiet. Yeah. It is. You got to turn it up. Then. So sit up, zip up, and shut, shut up. up. It's all the way up. You can call us at 909-345-3346. or as Murph would say it, nine zero nine three four five three four six. How about emailing me? Hey. Yeah. Email me. Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on, on some, some of that, that social media, media stuff, swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter, Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Doggy Dog. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you hey, Twitch, 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 Twit
Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that, that wasn't, wasn't enough, enough. If that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Yeah, he's up on that shit, Marsh. Hmm. <laughs> Good. good. Oh, that was all right. Nicely done. It was good. It was good. It was, good. It was a little spooky. <laughs> a little spooky. Great. Nicely done. Great. All right. So, hey, we're going to talk to you a little bit about Manscaped. Uh, as I mentioned, I said the folks at Manscaped help pay for this show, but actually what they're doing is giving us money to support our... More uh, importantly. Uh, more importantly, our nonprofit, which is the One Nation Foundation. And so uh, you can get one of these awesome lawnmower kits, the Lawnmower 4.0. Hey, By going yeah. to Manscaped, you get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get, uh, uh, you know, just use promo code MURF uh, to get it. And they have an, a bunch of amazing products. Uh, not only do they have the Lawnmower 4.0, which... Oh, oh, look at that. Shut up, vibrator. There's a lawnmower. <laughs> strength in there. There's a lawnmower 4.0 in there. Uh, it comes with the weed whacker, which is their nose trimmer, which is this little guy. Is it charged? Uh-oh. Oh, there it goes. I was about to say, you've been, using, been using that using overtime, it. huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're as old as I am, not only do you have it in the nose, but you get it in the ears and everything yeah, you've else, You've been too. whacking your weeds over damn, there, pal. Damn right. Um, Gotta take but, care of business. <laughs> 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 I'll whack them alone. But um, <laughs> <laughs> never whack alone. Never whack alone. <laughs> Jeez, Michelle, I'm sorry. Pause. But um, they also it's a have public this public service announcement almost. <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need to get a feed in here for Lamont. We need to find out what's going on over there. Um, they also have this amazing deodorant. This is the under the pits deodorant. Yes. Uh, they've got the crop reviver, which is the ball toner. Uh, they've got the uh, the the crop preserver, which is the the ball deodorant. Yeah. Listen, the, the end of the ball deodorant. The what? Because you said under the arm deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, under and the so ball. Now you got under the ball deodorant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but anyways, they have amazing, amazing products there at Manscaped. <laughs> they have a ton of other stuff too, Jeff, right? Besides the stuff that just comes in the kit, a- what else can you find on Absolutely, there? man. So they've got shampoo and conditioner, body wash, all that good stuff. They've got the foot duster, uh, duster for those of you that, you know, you come home, your feet stank a little bit. You got them steel toe work boots and stuff like me and Lamont have. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff, it helps all that. I mean, it reduces the foot odor. Even that 4.0 lawnmower right there, it reduces the nicks, reduces the cuts, all that stuff. It's a smooth, clean shave. Uh, they've also got the, uh, the the cologne. They've got Persevere and Refined. And both of those colognes are absolutely incredible. Uh, I personally like the Persevere a little bit more. Just, you know, just... I don't know why. I just I just like that shit. You like what you, know? you like. I, I, I just like, like what I like. You know what I mean? So, Michelle, uh, t- tell us about Lamont's yeah, experience. Well, so I was going to say, too, because I've ordered something, the like the nail kits. Uh, everything here would make great Christmas presents. And oh, as we head into the holidays, they come packaged so nicely already. So yes. to give, I mean... To give it as a gift, I think would be good. But I've so I've ordered a couple of like the nail kits because those are like super fancy, like good stocking. The stuff. shears Absolutely. they call those. The shears, yeah, 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 like Lamont, it, he feels so fancy with it. So I think that you could get somebody a gift or even a gift card 
But to send that as a gift, they're already packaged so nicely. I think they would make great Christmas gifts. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad you brought up Christmas because a week from today oh, is November 1st. It's yeah. officially Merry Christmas season Merry on November 1st. So, so yeah. So for you and any of your loved ones, uh, if, if you if you got a, a man in your life, a, a, a friend, anything like that, uh, free shipping. Through Manscaped with the promo code MURF. That is M-U-R-F, 20% off, plus free shipping. And that's worldwide shipping. Paul, we're talking to you, Silver and Black UK, all that good stuff. We're talking to each and every one of you. That That's like 127 trillion balls that is being serviced by Manscaped. So, so promo code MURF, manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. MURF. Mosh. Swaggy J. Hey. Nation, Michelle, it's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. Yeah, it is. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Fired up talking about shaving <laughs> balls around here. Because <laughs> it's more exciting than talking about the yeah, Raiders well, right well, now. That's true, but we could come up with a, a list of 100 things more excited than Raiders. Well, football, that's so. that's very true. That is very true. All right, so we're almost talking about the Raiders. So all of those of you that are sad sacking out there that want to hear us talk about the Raiders, I promise we're getting close. But first, here at the top of the show, we like to give a little, little bit of respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but we're Italians. So we like to give a little bit of respect. So um, we're, we're going to do respect a little different from now on. For those of you that are familiar with the show, we're going to pass it around. We're all going to give respect. Everyone's going to pick somebody to their, or, or more than one person they want to give respect to. Sure. Um, I'd like to give, I got a, I got a couple uh, that I'd like to give respect to. Um, who wants to go first? I'll let you guys go. And then whatever you guys don't get to, then I'll, I'll pick it up in terms of who I you want to respect. Yeah, I can go go first. for it, Michelle. Yeah. Go for it, Michelle. Listen. I was so excited to open this up. I, also, this is a good reminder of what I actually look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good night. This makeup is terrifying me every time I see myself on the screen. But Jesus Alvarez sent this. He painted this. Like, how incredible yeah. is this? That's amazing. It is absolutely yeah. amazing. It's got such incredible dimension. Yeah, and for those of you on the audio, Michelle's holding up a picture that uh, uh, Jesus of Alamrock uh, sent over, and it's like it's like watercolor, right, it Michelle? Is, it's watercolor, yeah, it's watercolor, and uh, there's like he even made my glasses sparkle because the glasses that I'm wearing in that picture oh, are yeah, yeah, glitter, yeah. and he even put like a little glitter on the glasses. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, and it says for whom Michelle tolls over here. It's got the little RFR, my tattoos, like it. It is so that's good. legit, man. That's incredible. So, Excited about this, but mad respect to him for that. Absolutely. Give it up for the Jesus of Alan Rock. Yeah. And we'll have that framed up and hanging up behind the shelf. Yes. 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 So beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so I got a couple I want to give respect to. So first and foremost, Jimmy Zebach. Uh Jimmy oh, Z yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Zebach, who is responsible for making all of our show logos. All, all of our stuff that we do, our own person, the Swag Jeff logo, Michelle oh, logo yeah. that she's rocking tonight. Mm -hmm. All the things that you see any 
you know, logo that we've got on the show, it's all because of Jimmy Zbach. We gave him the idea, and he just took it and ran with it. So, so we got a couple new shirts. So I, I, I don't have both of them, but I've got one right here. So we, uh, we created a uh, MTV shirt. Uh, so it's, I can't it's, wait it's the, to get that. Yeah, one. I I just got it in the mail yesterday. It's it's badass. I want so my RFR. I want my <laughs> RFR Raider podcast shirt. It's badass. And then I've got the one right here. So I, I called it the RFR Blitzkrieg. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's so it's the. Hey, it's, oh, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it. So it's the it's the Ramon style Raiders shirt with the big Raiders fan radio in the middle. It's got Max, Devonte, Josh, and Colton around the circle right there. Uh, it's it's amazing. I love it. So much respect, as always, to our good friend, Jimmy Zbach, for hooking us up with another amazing logo. And because he's busy, he's like, you know, he's, he's doing all the he's all doing the all the Blitnikoff. Blitnikoff. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So much respect to him. But I also want to give respect to uh, to a, a new friend of ours here at Raiders Fam Radio and the One Nation Foundation. I want to give respect to Alex. So Alex is hey, Alex. Uh, is the is the founder and owner of Silver and Black Sports uh, Collectibles. So he was kind enough. So I, uh, so inside baseball. So so every year we go to the Blitnikoffs, we get a couple things signed, and then we raffle it off, auction it off to to Raider Nation to help with our fundraising efforts for the following year for the foundation. So I reached out to some folks, and Alex responded back right away and said, "Hey man, I'm here for you." So what he did was he he made four jerseys for us, three or four jerseys right here. It's a 23 number. It's got the One Nation Foundation on the back. And so we're going to get this signed by all the who's who of Raider Nation uh, at the Bolitnikoff event next week. And that will help kick off our 2024 Bolitnikoff donation. So much respect to Alex. Uh, any, uh, They've got some signed stuff over there. Silver and black sports collectibles. Much respect to Alex Murphy. Who do you got, pal? That's awesome, man. We appreciate Alex. And uh, so I've got a couple to uh, give out real quick. First off, I want to respect our buddy Gil, uh, Fabricator hey. Gil yeah. the island. Uh, we're going to see our buddies at Raider Dad out there at the tailgate for this uh, upcoming game against the Giants. Uh, not after we get the crap kicked out of us in Monday Night Football, we got a, maybe a shot against the Giants. Um, so we're going to be out there to tailgate, and we're going to see him. But also... Fabricator Gill puts on a phenomenal tailgate. Yeah, he does. He's so yeah, accommodating he to us, and and we just can't respect him enough. He's actually um, in the running to become an official Raiders ambassador uh, with the team official. No as kidding. A, as an official tailgate. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and so much respect to him, and Gill now lives out there in Vegas, and and what he does is just incredible, and we cannot wait to see you uh, and your family. We've hung out with Gill and his family now numerous times, including even here uh, where we live, and uh, and so we cannot appreciate him enough. He's always so incredibly accommodating, and, uh, and 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 not just us, but to anybody in Raider Nation. And look for us. We're in J-Lot is where we're going to be uh, yep. with Gill, and so we're going to call that our official RFR meetup. So if you're going to be in town for November 5th, Allegiant Stadium game against the Giants. Definitely come out and check in with us in J-Lot. You're not going to miss us. He's usually got a Raiders fan radio flag flying yep, up over his tailgate. Ab absolutely. Um, so you can, you'll can, you definitely uh, find us there. All right, I, I Either get, there or Lot H. Or we'll Lot be H, kind of bouncing a little bit because we want, we want to go and, and, oh, and hug yeah. Josh Kamenite from Raider Dad oh, over there as well at Lot H. Yeah, so. absolutely. 100%. 100%. Uh, all right, so I got one more for you here, too. This is cool. So those of you waiting for us to talk about the Raiders, here you go. So I do this... I do the Silver and Black Today show with Scott Gobranson, post-game, every Raider game, which is a blast. I love that show. And again, I, as I mentioned earlier, it's very cathartic to kind of just get on there and rant and rave and right in the moment, the, the emotion of it. Uh, the, the reason we do this show on Wednesdays is because it kind of gives you, gives you a minute to kind of, you know, back away from the cliff. 
you know, which which has been a lot of our existence over the past 20 years. Uh, So that said, uh, on that show, I kind of talked a little bit of crap about YouTube comments earlier, but this is a great comment here. This comes from, I only know him on here as EC660K. Okay. Whoever you are, EC660K. This is such a good take. So I don't want to just rally against the YouTube comments like I did earlier about some of the knuckleheads. Sometimes, man, we get some really kind of insightful stuff. And I think this is, this is I mean, not to totally overblow it, but it's profound in terms of where we're at. So EC has this to say, the Raiders have no identity. What is their offense? What is their defense? Under Gruden, they were bad defenses and competent, sometimes explosive offenses. Under Bisaccia, they were underdogs who played with heart and overachieved. I get Raiders faithful who say it's seven games in, give it some more time because things can change quickly in the NFL. But this team has lost its identity, what little it even had. And under the identity, Les McDaniels, you know, who is this guy? Process, you know, work on things, you know, process, you know, got to do things better, you know, consistency, you know, no identity, we know. What has Dan Campbell done in hapless Detroit? He's given them an identity. Andy Reid has an identity. Pete Carroll has an identity. Look at any competent NFL team week in, week out, and even when they have down games or seasons, the identity remains. See Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, Harbaugh in Baltimore, or even Vrabel in Tennessee. Josh McDaniels has no identity aside from Tom Brady's offensive coordinator. Damn. No Brady, no identity. Boom. Mm. I'm sorry. You need to turn that one up. That's low. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Great stuff there uh, from our buddy EC660K. All right, Swag Jeff, hit an audio break, and let's uh, let's talk about the Raiders. Okay. (laughs) What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. What up, Wolf? listening to Raiders Fan Radio. With my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they fing put out a banger podcast. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth year linebacker Phil Villapiano. Oh. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know, uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. All right, Michelle. So yeah. new shit has come to light in the uh, in the in the wake of our Raiders dropping a freaking absolute turd in <laughs> in Chicago, um, thirty to twelve losers. You know the only touchdown comes at garbage time to oh Jacoby Myers, uh, the only guy that flourishes in the system mm. um, that mm. that the, that this coaching staff was so desperate to assemble players in their system, and and apparently only one guy has flourished in it. Now we also have the on the heels of that we've got this 
potential disruption in the relationship between Hunter Renfro and the coaching staff. Go figure. You can see that thing a freaking yeah. mile away. Didn't need a freaking story on that one uh, to, to, to figure that out. Speaking of that, Hunter Renfro finally gets a catch in the fourth quarter. Like, it's, to me, I'll, I'll say it like this, and I don't want to just repeat what Mo Moten had to say on Silver and Black today, but I think I can, I can illustrate it, Michelle, by reading you some numbers. Okay. Mo's comment was basically, what else do we have to see? Mm. There's abject failure from top to bottom in what this Raiders team is doing, okay? There is nothing that we can hang our hats on as fans in terms of something to be positive about. Or if there is, it's very few and far between. Tyree Wilson finally got a sack. Tyree Wilson had the highest graded PFF score of any Raider in this game. So that's sort of something to be excited. I'm not be excited about, but come come on, man, you're good. Not to necessarily be excited about, but it's something to look like any kind of positive. I'd, We're grasping for anything. I'd yeah. dig to find something to be halfway excited mm-hmm. about. So I'm going to read through some of these to you. Now, and this might get a little lengthy on the numbers here, but I think that this completely illustrates that thought because we can all have that thought. We know what our eyes see. We know what our hearts feel. We know with our fan brains, we can see that this thing is screwed up. Yeah. But when you start looking at the numbers... It's so glaring, and I don't understand what we're doing. Why are we waiting, Mark Davis, to make a move? I don't understand how it can be any worse because we are borderline historically bad. So this is like 2006 bad when we won two games. Now, you don't remember this, Jeff. Michelle, you do. When we were that bad in 2006, and this is Andrew Walter, this is like, you know, this is Aaron Brooks, this is, uh, you know, the precipice to us drafting uh, Jamarcus Russell, we at least had 2002 in our rearview mirror. Yeah. And my cousin Sonny brought this up earlier this week, that at least we had a recency of success and winning right. that where we could look That's at it. what the current situation was of the Raiders and go, okay, they're trying to search for that new identity post freaking Gruden, post Rich Gannon. Like we're trying to find what that next iteration of the Raiders is going to be. Well, now here we are in 2023. That was a long goddamn time ago. And we're trying to figure out what this iteration of the Raiders is going to be post Derek Carr. Let's just say what it is, right? So post John Gruden 2.0, we're trying to figure it out. But now the winning is so far behind us yeah. That this feels worse, even though we won one more game and we're only barely halfway through, not even halfway through the season. So here's what it looks like, Josh McDaniels. Here's your track record. You lost to Tyson Bajant this last week against the Bears. An undrafted Division II rookie quarterback. You lost to Jeff Saturday last year, a high school coach. The only game that Jeff Saturday has ever won as a high school coach was against us. Baker Mayfield, remember that one? When he literally had no prep time, no (laughs) practice, and showed up and beat the Raiders. How about that game against the Cardinals? That was poor freaking Valerie's indoctrination into Raider Nation. Was watching that game. We were on a road trip, and we were sitting there on the phone, watching it on a on a uh, in a parking lot at Publix, trying to connect the wife and to watch the game. And she got to see us blow a twenty-one point lead. I'm like, well, baby, this is welcome. There you go. Welcome to Raider Nation. (laughs) 
And 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 shout out if, if, if I want to give respect to my buddy on Twitter. His name is Oak uh, is Raiders history. He's oh. Oak L Raiders nineteen seventy six. I brought him up last week. Oak L Raiders nineteen seventy six. Of course, Josh DeBow and Mo Moten. If you follow those guys on Twitter, those three Twitter follows alone, you will get all the Raider knowledge you need out of those three guys. Here's what, and this so this is a compilation of what all three of these guys have been posting this week. Here's what Josh McDaniels has already accomplished in 24 games as a Raider coach. I mentioned he lost to the D2 rookie. He lost to Jeff Saturday, the high school coach. He blew a double-digit lead to a quarterback that didn't practice with the team. That's Baker Mayfield. Blew the biggest lead in franchise history, which was 20 points. Blew three other double-digit leads. He got shut out in a game when a starting offense didn't cross midfield. Remember that Saints game? Under McDaniels, the Raiders have blown an NFL record five double-digit leads. As an NFL head coach, as I mentioned, as Jeff Saturday has one win, and that's against the Raiders. McDaniels is 9-15 and 15 against the Raiders as a Raiders head coach. He has a worse winning percentage in 24 games with the Raiders, of, uh, which is 375, than he did with the Broncos, which is 393. Here's a snapshot of our offense uh, under Josh McDaniels. All three of our active quarterbacks have more interceptions than touchdowns. The Raiders have yet to rush for 100 yards in a game this season. The Raiders have not scored more than 21 points in a game since week 17 against the Niners, which was Jarrett freaking Stidham. This is what Josh McDaniels got run out of Denver for, okay? The Raiders are worse than the Broncos were in, in, in those offense. So Josh McDaniels got run out of Denver for in 2009, scoring in 20th and total yards in 15th. In 2010, his scoring was 19th and total yards were 13th. You know what he is as a Raider? Scoring 30th and total yards 27th. Where is the blessed offensive guru that we were sold a bill of goods on? It's absolute nonsense and horseshit that this guy is still our goddamn head coach. Mark McDaniels, you Mark McDaniels, Mark mm-hmm. Davis, you know we love you and I got your back. That you're the most passionate Raider fan that has ever existed, and this is your father's legacy, and you're going to do it as best honor as you possibly can. Fire this son of a bitch. It's freaking over, man. This dude has done nothing. Listen to this. 2023 offense is the bottom 10 in every major category in the 64-year history of the team. We are 112th in points scored. That's ninth worst. 1,789 total yards. That's ninth worst. 480 rushing yards. That's dead last. 12 interceptions, tied for sixth worst. 11 touchdowns, tied for fourth worst. In the 64-year history of the Raiders, just eight teams have less yards on offense after seven games. 1961, 1981, 62, 91, 79, 65, 09, and 06. And by the way, that 79 team finished 8-8, eight and eight, and the 81 and 91 teams finished 7-9 and nine and 9-7. and seven. We'll be lucky if we get back to even close to those amount of wins. It's guys, is, is this go? I could go on and on and on. The Broncos regressed. The Raiders have regressed. The ultimate indictment of a shit coaching staff and a shit leadership is regression. And that is exactly where we were at on Josh McDaniels. And if you just want to freaking put a button on it all when we're talking about Josh Jacobs and his lack of production, Josh Jacobs, through his first seven games of 2022, had 121 rushing yards, 676 yards, six touchdowns and almost six yards per carry. This year, 118 rushing yards, 347 yards, two touchdowns, and not even three yards per carry. He has, and that's on Josh McDaniel, or excuse me, that's Josh Jacobs having three less carries than he did last year. When you look at runs over 10, over 11 yards, 
Lamar Jackson has 15 of them. Patrick Mahomes has 11 of them. The Buccaneers as a team have 10. The Bengals have nine. The Raiders have seven. Mm. We're not even as good as a quarterback. Guys, I'm telling you, this it's draft season. Until we fire Josh McDaniels, I'm out. Like, I, I'll never be out on my fandom, but in terms of hope, like, you know, desire to, to watch the team play at any high level, any expectations, that it's over. It's ball game, guys. This freaking season has ended so much quicker than any of us thought it was going to. And we're going to hear from the players in a minute. We're going to hear from a dejected Max Crosby. We're going to hear from a dejected Devontae uh, Adams. And I guarantee you, if those two guys are freaking dejected, other people in the locker room are dejected. And save me the freaking Pollyanna-ass like, articles out there. And I'm not going to want to call anybody out by name. But you know who you are with these freaking takes, these anonymous takes from Raiders players saying like, oh, no, we don't want to make any changes in the middle of the season. We don't no. want to make any changes. It's too soon. No, bullshit. It's not, it's not too soon. And if it's such an important thing, then make it public. None of this anonymous mm. bullshit. Put it out there. Put your freaking face on it. Put your name on it, as Herm Edwards would say. Put your damn name on it if you got something to say and such big praise of the coach, but it's chicken shit because you don't want to do it because you know what the backlash is going to be because we all hate the freaking guy. <laughs> God dang it, I'm so sick Me. of him and his fat ears. Yes, I'm yeah. done. Swag his Jeff, what do you got? Sheesh. Give yourself That's, applause no, on that. No, seriously, my, yeah, yeah, that I, was... I've got mine turned all the way up. Um, so, look, man. Look how I'm dressed. Look how I'm dressed. If you want to know what I think about Josh McDaniels, I'm dressed as a clown with a stupid ass visor on me and 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 khaki pants. <laughs> I am Josh McDaniels tonight. It's Halloween. It's spooky, man. There's literally nothing to be excited about this guy. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of like what you said. I mean, you know, we're the lighter side journeying into the dark side, man. We try to grab something from the game to be excited about. Max Crosby had a sack. That was cool. You know, Tyree Wilson got his first sack in the NFL. Cool. Good for you, bro. That was literally the most exciting things that happened. What did they do? Devontae Adams all last week said, man, the success of the team, I can't, it's not all on me, but if, but if I'm successful, the Raiders are successful. So what'd they do in typical Josh McDaniels fashion? And I knew it was going to happen. Force feed him the ball in the first drive. He got, what, five or six catches in the first drive, had to settle for a field goal, and then what happened? Nothing. Went back to the same old bullshit. Dump it down to Josh Jacobs, find Jacoby Myers. Much respect to Jacoby. I mean, he's having an all-time season for him. <laughs> he's great. You know, he's going to be wide receiver one next year when Devontae Adams has enough and leaves. We got to do something. Mark Davis, we got to do something. I understand smarten up look at the financial side of it i get it you're gonna have to pay this guy you're gonna have to pay your second coach within a year and a half of each other of buying out a contract big sum of money but the raiders are sixth in the most valuable franchises you got your money mark davis your dad would have done this a long time ago. He would have pulled out, the oh, pulled out the projector. It'd have been over. He it would have been over. It would have been over after week four. You know what I mean? Like, do what's right. I saw all these folks, and and I saw several people on on the X post about it. You know, you know. Much respect to the Las Vegas Aces. 
Great job. You won a WNBA championship for the second year in a row. Mark Davis is out there dancing courtside. He's at the freaking parade. He's doing all this stuff. There's this one guy, and it, it kind of mini viral video went out. He's holding up a sign right in front of Mark Davis on the strip during the freaking uh, the parade. Yeah. Fire Josh McDaniels. Now, hold on. I want to I want to say a little bit on something on that. Okay, quick, go. Because I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Mark turns around to go have a conversation with the guy, and dude kept screaming in his face. Oh, I'm not down with that. No. I, I get that. your point. I get your point. Right. Get, show up with your sign. You know, get you, his you, attention and yeah, then let him speak. Makes, and then speak. and then uh, and then engage. Makes sense. And then engage yeah. with the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that was the only thing the I, first I, I didn't care for about that video. The first half of the video was great. Second half I wasn't about. Yeah. But I understand the message. Yes. You just gotta portray it a little bit better. Uh you know, but that's Raider Nation right now. If you're well, a guy I'm screaming at the freaking camera. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, man, yeah. if you're a guy that is still for whatever freaking reason <laughs> on board with Josh McDaniels. Why? Why? What is there be to be excited about? Look at the numbers that Murph just portrayed. He has a better winning percentage as a Denver Bronco than he does a Las Vegas Raider. And he was an ass head coach for the Denver Broncos. Like, you know, we loved him for that. And now we hate him for this. Like, it's worse now. Like, there is literally no fire, no excitement. You look at the body language. We've talked about that all season long. You see that. And we talked about that last season, too. The body language on the sideline, and it starts with the head coach, and it trickles down to the players. You never see a guy like Max Crosby on the sideline with his head down. It's shaking, all that stuff. I mean, a couple years ago, you would have never seen Devontae Adams with a towel over his effing head you know, sitting next to a Meek Robertson talking bullshit and sitting with your head shaking. Like, that shit just doesn't happen. Like, what the hell are we doing, Mark? Like, we got to do something. Don't we want to win? I understand that money is an aspect of it. But it's a lot more than that. You got your money, bro. Let's get this team freaking right, man, right? Yeah, no, here's here's the deal. And I'm, I would never, I'm not a... Physician, I would never diagnose someone a narcissist, but when, he, <laughs> when you, when you, those numbers, one thing, the numbers, we've regressed enough to know that this is really on him. And and I honestly have been saying for a while, I don't think he ever fully had the locker room, but I do believe he doesn't have the, he is not a coach that players want to play for. They, doesn't seem now, like maybe it. they'll play for each other. Like if they win Monday, it's because they're playing for each other. I don't think it's because they're playing for him because he continually doesn't take ownership of what he has to do with what's going on. And a majority of it is on him. Like his decision-making is so suspect. Like it Let's just, kick another field goal. Our, yeah, oh, let's only oh, be hey, down 30 to 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, our kicking game is on point, right? Like, why are we pumping up our freaking kicking in game? In a game where we missed a in kick? In a game, like, what the... Yes, like, what the hell? Like, and, and for him to never... Because he uses the collective we a lot, which I, I always use the collective that. we when I don't want to take ownership in the house. Like, well, we all need to be doing the dishes more when it's really probably me leaving all the dirty dishes. But, and I should take ownership. Like, he never takes ownership of anything that has to do with something that is on his ass. Like, fucking take ownership. Sorry, I just <laughs> jumped the gun on that one. Like, he, but it's, it's always we need to do a better job. No, mother... You need to do a better job. Amen. And, 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 it can, it can, and I and I love the idea of we 
when we are successful. Yeah, the players when can we're say struggling, that. Yeah, it's yeah. me. It's me. You know what take I mean? A little, even honestly, even if it's not on you, take a little bit of that ownership so the players can see that you are also alongside them. You're not above them. You're alongside them. Like take a ownership. Just take a. You're the coach. Right. Everything. You're the funnel that everything runs through. So if the players aren't pumped, it's because the coach isn't getting them to where they need to be. I'm sick of seeing other coaches that pump up their team and get their teams fired up and they're, the teams are playing to the best of their ability and then you have him just continually throwing players under the bus and he's he's ruined. I feel like he's ruined a lot of really good players 100%. by forcing them to do what yeah, he wants. Hunter Renfro is the number that's one. The and number Josh Jacobs one, isn't far behind him. They're not far, but it's like yep. forcing at least Josh them to do it my way. Well, I mean, at while. least, yeah, Hunter. Ugh. And how do you shit on Hunter Renfro? He had like, 103 catches hell? two years ago. <laughs> right. You can't yeah. tell me that so, his production, that his ability has all of a sudden fallen off the cliff that hard, Jeff. Yeah. Like that, you can't tell me yeah. that. Like no. this is this, yeah. and this is, and I'm a. I, I felt Ugh. this way going into the season, and I feel this way now. Um, but although I, but I was dismissive of my my gut, mm. and that is, I never trust coaches that come in and say it's got to be three years. I've got to build into yeah. my scheme. I've got to get players that are bought in, have six skill sets, whatever. The best of coaches go into a uh, into a situation and craft an articulate an art. Um, um, what's word I'm looking for? Um, gosh, bless it. The, the, Build a plan around what you. they're the, the doing, not what around, around oh. what you have. And and mm. that's not to say that you can't still get better. The, the NFL is an ultimate meritocracy. Players move on, and you can get better. Every position is 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 up for improvement. So I'm not saying that like you just go in and it's like, well, everybody's we got here, we're just going to stick with them and ride this thing out. But when you look at a guy like, okay, here's a, here's a, here's a good example. I'm going to throw it to you. With the Hunter Renfro situation, mm. Hunter Renfro in John Gruden's offense, was told, get to a spot. Derek will get the ball to you at that spot at this particular time. I don't care how you get there. You run all your double, triple moves and your China routes and you do all that kind of thing. Just get to that spot and the ball will be there. And that's why that guy had 103 catches. What did we hear when, when Josh McDaniels came in? Well, it's all about timing we need him to run certain places because that's what affects the routes of the other players and blah, blah, blah. I think that's the biggest bullshitty kind of, that's what's one example of like, why would you do that? Just let Hunter be Hunter. This is what he does good. It's like when, when you take quarterbacks that like, you know, maybe they're mobile and they're not great passers or whatever. And you just try to make them into these like very statue, you know, like you statue pocket. Pass. Why would you do that? Let this guy do what he does well and then put him in positions in order for those skill sets to be effective. And if that doesn't work and he's ineffective, well, then move on. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, because I want to say something. And, you know, Please. I freaking despise Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But I think that is like how Travis Kelsey is always open. Like, be, every game you ever see them play, Patrick Mahomes, when he needs to be bailed out, Travis Kelsey is wide open. And I think that, I swear to goodness, he's told, just get to somewhere where I can throw you the ball. And I feel like that's what's happening with him. I think he is getting where he needs to be. And 
especially when you think about how good Hunter Renfro was about scrambling and getting where he needed to be for him to get that sort of the handcuffs to say, oh, no, sorry, you do what I tell you to do. That really just made him limp to the places he needed to be. And I, I just that that's the frustration for me, because it's like. Hunter was really good at what he did. Totally. He was an incredible route runner that may have been a little, I don't know, not typical. I don't I don't really know. I don't know a lot about that. But it's like, how do you get from where you were to where we are now? Coaching. It's coaching. And the it inability all, to be flexible as it, a coach. It all it all comes down to that. You know, I mean, Hunter's Hunter Renfro's, you know, his skill set, his ability. Hasn't changed. Yeah. It hasn't changed in two years. Hunter Renfro is still the slot goat. He's he still a safety net. He's still third in Renfro. Yeah. He's still that guy. And for whatever reason, Josh McDaniels... I, I mean, it's because Josh McDaniels is a shit-ass coach. That's it. That's <laughs> like, it. You don't know That's how to it. use your freaking talent? And okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He, he drafts Trey Tucker. Which, when that happens, everyone's like, interesting. We have Hunter Renfro. Yeah. What the hell are we drafting another small, mm. speedy, slot receiver-esque kind of guy? But you give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, well, maybe they just like that guy. Maybe and, they got and, a plan for him. And we understood that concept that, well, maybe Hunter Renfro is out the door because maybe they see something in him that they didn't care for. You give him the benefit of the doubt. But if that's going to freaking happen, use Trey Tucker. Yeah. Use him too. Don't just hand it off to him on these little option routes and these little freaking freaking end arounds, man. These end arounds, man. Stop that shit. The one time that he was hit open down the field was when Brian Hoyer hit him. That's the only catch. That's the only thing that he's done. So, like, now you can't give the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt because they're they're not using him either. So, like, this whole concept of, well, these are my guys. We got to do it my way, all this stuff. Get the F out of here with that stuff, man. Like, that's so trash, man. Like, I'm just... I, I, it, it blows my mind. I do not understand what the coach is thinking. Like, there's more players on this offense no. than Jacoby Myers and Jimmy Garoppolo, like, or Ab- Brian Hoyer. Like, and he says, and when, I think we'll talk about it later, he brings up, this isn't preseason anymore. Let's see what you've got. You, we saw what we had with Brian Hoyer for 15 freaking years. It, the last time he won a regular season game was when he was a freaking bear in 2016 or whatever that stat was. Like, this dude ain't it. He's a solid, okay, mediocre mid-backup. That's it. Is we don't know what we have with Aiden O'Connell. And the one game test that we had with the Chargers was a stupid-ass freaking test because Khalil Mack got six sacks. We could not see what he could do because Colton Miller and freaking Jermaine Illuminor didn't know how to block the fucking freaking... Uh, oh, yes, you did. You, you know did what it. I mean? Like, that's so stupid, man. Like, give this kid an opportunity. Give him an opportunity. Let's see what we got because if we don't have it, then we need to look at Phoenix or, you know, Bo Nix or... You know, Drake, May, any of these guys, yep. we got to look towards our future. And I'm sorry, Josh McDaniels, our future does not include you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sad part, too, is that we're headed into some really heavy hitter games. And instead of oh, giving him the opportunity, so giving Bro. him the opportunity to sort of be worked into some full ass games, 
now if he is the one we're going with, he he's about to run into some brick wall Bro. games. Like, yeah. why not give him the opportunity so we can see what we're right. If you're gonna, with. yeah, give the kid an opportunity to build some confidence, put up some numbers against a sure. weak Chicago Bear defense. Exactly. Before you got to go march into the literally the Lions Den, right? Right. Literally, or we got to yeah. play Miami, or we got to uh, play the Chiefs twice, or yeah. a Jets team that can knock off the Eagles, or like you know what I mean. Like this is gonna get real ugly real fast. Uh, but anyways, I you know I've got a, I've got some sound bites, <laughs> uh, you know, but I'm not I'm not even gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip them. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Basically, it's I got the Devonte presser on here. Uh, well, not the presser, but the Devontae's post-game comments. Very interesting from Devontae Adams. The main point coming out of that was, well, if while I'm here, I'm going to give it my all, was basically his, listen, that's that ain't too veiled of a message, not good. If, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Like, I think Devontae Adams is going to, while the contract will prohibit him from, or, or from the Raiders openly trading him or whatever, I, I can definitely see Devontae Adams in the very near future you know, this is when somebody asked me this week on Twitter, what does it mean? What do you mean when, when, when back up? The question was posed, what would it take for the Raiders to fire Josh McDaniels? Mine and a lot of, a lot of other folks' answer has been, well, if he loses the locker room, once you lose the locker room, that's it. When somebody asked me, well, what does that mean by lose the locker room? Well, you have your star wide receiver not want to play for you anymore. There's a start. You know what I mean? Devontae Adams is a highly respected man around that Raider locker room. People look up to him. They were going to follow in his lead, and if he's not bought in, then the, the other guys aren't bought in. It's the whole reason that they moved on from Derek Carr and Darren Waller, frankly, because they weren't bought in. So instead of having that then infect the locker room, they freaking bounced those two guys. Well, Devontae Adams, I'm not going to say they're going to bounce him, but that's what will cause you to lose the locker room. The other one will be, you know, Max Crosby. I mean, Max is a highly respected, highly, you know, if if, if he's not now the de facto of the Raiders, I don't know who is. Like, it's him and Devontae are one and one A when in, in terms of that. Max is a little bit more vocal, and if and when you listen to his comments post game, he basically says we were shit. Like we we're shit. We couldn't get anything going. It was an embarrassment, and we've got to be better, right? So, and this is a week after Max kind of came out endorsing. Josh McDaniels to a certain extent. And so I it paused me last week to reflect on that idea that like, okay, if this guy that is the leader of our team is still has still got the back of the head coach, well then okay, well then I'm I've got to consider it then too. Like it's it's you know, he knows a hell of a lot more than I do sitting here in my bonus room and dressed up like Sven Gulli, <laughs> like doing a podcast. But here's where here's where I think it goes awry quick. You get smoked by the Lions, you lose to the Jets, you get smoked by the Dolphins, right? You lose, you lose against the Giants, who you know had that looked looked like they were a really bad team there for a minute, but now look like they can play a little bit. It's going to be a Darren Waller revenge game. If you oh, need it. stop! You. you know uh. what I mean? So like, you start so now if we start stacking up some of these things, say, you know, you start get embarrassed by the Giants at home here in in, in a couple of weeks. Now, all of a sudden, any of that goodwill that Max Crosby might have had in the, that moment a week ago about Josh McDaniels, that goes out the window so damn fast. 100%. So, well, and I'm glad you brought up Darren Waller because, yeah, well, you know. Let's my, pass around one more time and let's hit a break. Yeah, well, you know, and we talked about, you know, I was talking about uh, Hunter Renfro versus Trey Tucker and understanding that concept of 
moving on from a player because you've got your guy and stuff like that. I understood 100% the reason why you move on from a guy like Darren Waller. I totally understood that. You know, he wasn't bought into the Josh McDaniel system. He wasn't in on it. And maybe he was right. You know what I mean? Like maybe he understood, but you know, but I understood, especially once we drafted Michael Mayer. Okay. That guy wasn't it, but we got another force coming in. We've got another guy. And yes, Michael Mayer's production has improved a little, but like use that guy. If you moved on from a freaking all-star like Darren Waller, you better have a freaking guy and you better have a plan to get this son of a bitch involved. Like, come on, man. Like, use your guys. Yeah, right? no, Max Crosby endorsing McDaniels to me is Max Crosby trying to keep the locker room That's a great cohesive. Point. That's a great like, that's point. what I feel yeah. like he's thinking, okay, I'm captain. What can I do? to try to salvage whatever fraction, whatever's happening in here. Cause I do feel like there are guys that are not bought in. Like that seems clear when you see what's happening with the regression that's happened. And I think most of that is Max Crosby just trying to make some form of cohesion with his teammates to say, Hey, if I'm on board, y'all get on board with me. Like maybe not with him, but at oh, least get you. on yeah, board yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's what I feel like. And especially as a captain, like, what else can you do? Absolutely. Good, good, good stuff there. And so, hey, I want to I want to appreciate the chat room before we go to break here. Uh, big Shane uh, in there. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, I've got Shane. them all wrote down. You too. got them all wrote. wrote, wrote go, go ahead, Swago. Absolutely. So and uh, read them. Read them what they say. Absolutely. So let me scroll back up to the top here. Uh, so uh, Hooligan Nation said Murph is on that fire with a $10 donation hey. to the One Nation Foundation. Much respect. Uh, Fabricator Gill says, agree, Hooligan. Murph is the man with a $20 donation. Yeah, much respect. Uh, Jay Morse from uh, uh, Salt City Silver and Black with a $10 donation. And then Big Shane. Big Shane says, Hondo is saying there's a 95% chance they'll be back. Uh, They'll be, uh, we're going to throw away an entire offseason and draft, bringing in their guys. We cannot bring him back. And if we don't have a winning record, which I highly doubt with Will, we will fire him. More importantly, he said, a $50 donation. That's awesome, man. Thank Thank you, brother Shane. 100% of that. If if those of you that are new to the show, Yep. And respect to, uh, to those of you that are in the chat. Raider Loco, yeah, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, Alan Rock is in yeah. there. Uh, Storm, Paul, the numbers is in there. Stacy Ruff is in there. Uh, Chuck Raider's in there. Um, let's see. Uh, Raider Ramon's in there. Paul is in there. Uh, Graf is in there. What's up, Graf? Hey, what's up, Graf? Uh, James Farrell's in there. Ron the Materator. Just when Wendy's in there. Uh, let's see. Storm. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, Foxy Scorpio, uh, Deep H2O is in there. Yeah, we got the whole crew, man. That's Jay awesome. Jackson, Raider Bo, Lencho. Jimmy Zbach just tuned in there. Hey. Uh, Raider Bo, yeah, we appreciate you so very, very much. All right, Swag Jeff, take us to break, and then we're going to hear from, uh, speaking of Max Crosby, let's check in on what Howie Long has to say about Max. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. Max, to me, is one of the great stories. Um, You know, and, and they haven't hit on a lot of picks, and that was certainly one of them. 
And I, the thing I love about Max, we we had some conversations early on and we talked over the phone. And, you know, I tend to be someone who can write 20 pages of notes to a player, particularly as a defensive lineman. Wow. From when the offense breaks the huddle to when the ball snapped, I can write a, a 15 pages of notes of what you're looking at. And to be able to process all that within five, six, seven seconds before the ball snapped is is the key. Uh, and we talked about technique. We talked about philosophy, work ethic. We talked about, you know, up and unders, using forearm this and flap to spin, everything. Everything that I talked to Max about, Max did. And, wow. and I think one of the reasons is Max is there every day. And, and you know, one of the comments I made to him was it's, it's, a, it's a new day. It's, a, it's an opportunity to, you know, bank credibility capital. And, <laughs> you know, Max is, it, Max is on the trajectory to not only be, you know, a great player in that organization, but, you know, also be a kind of a, and you don't want to talk about it's like a no hitter in the sixth inning. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a long road mm -hmm. to go, but Max is on the trajectory to be a, a Hall of Fame level player. My favorite thing on uh, my biggest takeaway on that, and that's of course the great Howie Long uh, on with Kay Adams on the Up and Adams show. Uh, I want to say rest in peace, good morning football, but it hasn't been the same since. Um, that is 100% true. Yeah, not, not nearly as good. Um, and that's, and whatever, no disrespect to anybody that's on the show still. But, um, anyways, uh, so here's my big takeaway, though, on that one, Jeff. Howie Long, we, we see the Raiders. One of the things the Raiders do better than anybody else in the league is bring players from the past, the legends of the, of, in the, of the past, and bring them to the forefront to not only engage as representatives of the Raiders, as ambassadors of the Raiders, like the great Willie Brown and, and, and so many others, Filipiano, uh, you know, so many Fred, Fred of uh, course. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on me for not mentioning him. So, so many great players that do that, but also they bring them to the forefront to engage with the players. Sure. And to kind of bring them along in terms of what it means to be a Raider. Charles Woodson does this tremendously, right? We, we, we totally. see Charles Woodson step up and engage with players uh, and, and really, and, and we've seen him give speeches to the players directly about what it means to be a Raider. So here's how we long engaging with Max Crosby. And my so my favorite thing out of that was the idea that Howie says he did everything that I suggested. Like it's one thing to talk to somebody and then go, oh, that was nice, whatever, and then move on and I'm gonna do my thing or whatever. Or even somebody might try to coach that out of you or whatever. He's following again. This is a Hall of Famer we're talking about, Howie Long here. We're talking about one of the greatest defensive linemen for the Raiders in history. And he's taking heed the advice and applying it to his play. Like that to me, you want to talk about moldable, teachable, and I'm glad he's learning from Howie Long and maybe not some of the other people that are on the damn staff. Right. You know what I mean? But like that idea that like he's, he's a young guy, he's not looking at Howie and going like, oh, that was a different era, that was a different time, that was not, hey man, leverage is leverage, hands are hands, you know what I mean? Blocking is blocking, you know what I mean? Shedding, shedding, like... He's taking the things that Howie Long is presenting to him and applying it to his game, and no wonder he's now one of the most dominant defensive linemen or defensive end in the league. So I think I think it's pretty strong hearing that that endorsement from Howie on Max. Absolutely. Well, and it's not and it's not just Howie that Max listens to. 
you know, I, I you know, I we talked about it a couple shows ago. Is Max Crosby one of the raideriest raiders, one of the greatest raiders of all time? Yeah, it's only been five years. He might be one of the, he's in maybe the Raider Hall of Fame. Not only just in the play on the field, but the way he gets it. He understands. He got a Raiders tattoo before he ever played a down. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, he understands what it means to be a freaking Raider. He epitomizes Raiders. He wants to be a Raider for life, whether the team is good or bad, whatever. He wants to be here. He wants to be a Raider. He, you know, listens to Howie Long. You know, we see pictures during the Hall of Fame game last year. He's looking at Howie's bus. He understands all those things. You know, this past offseason, they had alumni day. You see him chopping it up with freaking Phil Villapiano. Like, he understands it, man. Like, he gets it. So, you know, I love that. And But I wish that there was more... Pl- I wish there was more players on the team that did that. You know what I mean? Like it's but that's so, what's gonna that's what's gonna make him a Hall of Famer though. That's, that's what's unique. gonna make him a Hall of Famer, yeah. man. You know, so so much respect to Max for you know understanding the reverence of the Raiders. That he he gets it, Absolutely. man. And I wish that part of him would rub off on some others. But man, I mean, Max is just elite. Yeah, no, I and I think that's exactly what it is. Like it when you come when you go to a team like the Raiders, you have to look and see. What created the mystique that is the Raiders? And for him to take the time to do that, because not every player does that. So for him to do that, like, and that's a great example to the players that are coming in. And and I think he just is such an example of, of what it is. And I think you're right. Like, he is going to be a Raider great if we don't piss him away. And I think that's the scary part. Because, like, that the is. two players right now that I think if they get rid of or let go of Max or Devontae Adams, it will be mutiny oh, in Raider it's, Nation. It's an abject failure on oh, all fronts. If like if my something face happens. will literally look like this if that happens. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. It will be stuck like this forever. And I, I, I don't I'm think Mark concerned. even would let that happen. God, I don't, I he think, better let the coaches walk. First. I think it finally at one point Mark will pull rank. Yeah, I and, hope and, so. And prevent that I from hope happening. You're right. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, all right. So, speaking of of uh, all time great defensive linemen, and I know that at times we as Raiders fans uh, don't have as much reverence for Warren Sapp. Nope. Uh, right. Because of some of the comments that he's made in the past and some of the shots that he's taken at the Raiders. Uh, and so, somebody even brought it up in the chat earlier. So, this is him on with Susie Schuster and uh, uh, Rich Eisen's wife, and also Amy Trask talking about some Raider stuff. And he kind of talks about some other. They ask him about other players that he thought should have wore silver and black and whatnot. But um, one of the things I think that it just kind of puts a button. Actually, there's, well, I got two things for you. Then my, the second clip might be more interesting than the first. But anyways, let's check in with Warren Sapp and, uh, you know, former Miami Hurricane and listen to him talk about Josh McDaniels as a head coach and how he's probably in over his head. We got the wrong guy to him. We're trying to implement something that is dead. The Patriot way is dead. Bill Belichick even knows it. Josh McDaniel is trying to recreate something that he doesn't have the credentials for. He doesn't. He, he's not Bill Belichick. We watched him do this in Denver when he drafted Tim Tebow and ran the Broncos into the ground. He's gonna do the same thing in Oakland. When I mean, what did Maya Angelou say? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Josh McDaniels is not a good football coach. Like you know, listen. We can all have our feelings and thoughts about Warren Sapp, uh, but. I didn't hear a lie. No, 
No, I was told. Listen, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He played for great coaches. Yeah. He played for Tony uh, Tony Dungy. Played for Gruden even, right? Like, he, the guy knows how to be great, and he played on some great defenses and played with some 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 great leaders of men. Freaking Josh McDaniels ain't it, man. And, and so I, I think that those, when I hear comments like that, again, even from a guy we may not have the most reverence for, in terms of his position of reference, in terms of what he has to speak on as an expert, I trust his expertise a hell of a lot more than mine. And so if he tells me that he's not it, he ain't it. And there's your lost locker room. That's a former player yeah. telling you this guy's not. So I, I question how many players are in the locker room right now thinking this guy's not a head coach. I'm not going to come out and say it, but he ain't a head coach. You know what I mean? Because they're gonna, they're in self-preservation mode. So sure, anyway. Yeah, who's going to say that? Yeah. Who in the locker room is going to? They're not going to say, say it publicly. They're no. not. Gonna, but you're going to see it, and you'll, you'll hear it after. The, yeah, or, you'll or hear it after. Also, like Devonte Adams is like choice with his words. Oh, that very there articulate is a in the way veiled, that he. hundred percent. Without saying, yes. get your shit together. When he says, "As long as I'm here." That is a hundred percent deliberate. You can't tell me that that is is a complete word choice. He knows what he's doing exactly, and he is saying to the coach, the head of all of those people, fix this. And I think I said that friggin' while ago. Like he is so articulate and so smart with his words. And he is he is very choosy, and he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And, and, and he's yeah. short on words, too. Oh, yeah. He doesn't talk a lot. Uh-uh. No. You know what I mean? He ain't doing no. podcasts like Max Crosby is and right, stuff. Right, right. He's yeah. given nine-second sound bites. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, there's yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm with you, Michelle. That's 100% yeah. intentional. All right, so here's I got the last one for you, and then let's get out of here, and let's hear from you, Raider Nation. We're going to hear from you in the sea of fans. We've got a ton of emails to get to. Uh, because more of you and less of us is a good thing. So we're going to listen to your emails. We're going to listen to your voicemails. But I've got one more soundbite for you. And that, I think this this is this was the button for me. Uh, speaking of former Miami Hurricanes, linebacker DJ Williams, uh, linebacker for the Broncos, was on with, uh, he's on with LaShawn McCoy and a handful of other guys. I didn't know what show it was, but it was featured uh, on Barstool. And listen to what, DJ Williams has to say about playing for Josh McDaniels in Denver and then listen to what the Barstool guys have to say to kind of button it up. And granted, this was before the game in Chicago. So now the losing record is even worse than what these guys have to say uh, in this clip. But listen to this. I think this is the ultimate indictment to Josh McDaniels and even a roundabout way, Bill Belichick. I never in my life was more prepared for a game than the years that I played with Josh McDaniel. Every time we did exactly how, what he said, this is facts, bro. we won. He said, look, when they line up in this formation and you're their linebacker, they're running a deep dig behind you. He said, at the snap of the ball, sprint to the hash mark. He said, if you turn around fast enough, you got to pick. If not, it's going to hit you in the back of the head. We end up losing to San Francisco. We're supposed to beat San Francisco. Okay. Here's what happened. Our film guy got caught because we had to share a stadium. Got caught filming their practice. One week later, Josh is fired. Once that losing streak happened, we was, we was, we was having breakfast. We was in there. It was like, damn. I know who I am good. <laughs> We was cheating. We, we, was, we was cheating. Yeah, he was cheating. 
And so, he just sucked ever since. So he was cheating, and they got caught. They had to stop cheating. And then he's just been objectively, by the numbers. Terrible. 7-24. The worst coach in the NFL. Listen, Damn. Again, uh, you, I trust the guys in uniform, in the locker room, way more than I do my own opinion or any other Raider fan's opinion or on Twitter or anywhere else. These are the ultimate indictments. The numbers are the numbers. The stories are the stories. And the arrogance and narcissism that this head coach currently has, it's its so glaring at this point. I mean, at a minimum, like, fire a defensive coordinator. How about Something. start there? How about you could turn over the play calling to Mick Lombardi? Turn, over, turn it over to someone else. You could do and say and make changes that would acknowledge your failure and you acknowledge your responsibility in that failure. And so far in his tenure, this man has done absolutely none of that. And so therefore as fans, we are done. We are over it. It's ball game as far as now, if you go and for some ungodly reason, beat the lions on Monday night football and then beat the giants in front of a home field in Allegiant stadium. And then what do we got after that? Is it Miami after that? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you start s- stringing together some signature wins, not signature losses, like giving up a 21-point lead to the Cardinals, losing to Jeff Saturday, a high school coach, losing to a Division II quarterback. Right now, all the signatures are bad. So if he starts doing some things that are signature success, you might get us back. And, but it's going to take more than one, because one could be a fluke any given Sunday. It's going to take more than one. It's going to take some consistency. Unless that happens, I got nothing. I got nothing positive. I got nothing to root for. I'm gonna make fun of his fat ears, and I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna you know pound the freaking table for Mark Davis to move on and do something else. Oh my gosh! Look at that! Now. Yeah, yeah. respect God. to Navy Vet Forty Five, our good good friend Navy Vet. It's been a minute since we've seen him in the chat. Yeah. But just popped in with a one hundred dollar oh, donation to the One Nation. Thank you. That is amazing. One hundred percent of that money, as you all know, will go to the One Nation Foundation, which is our nonprofit that gives uh, strictly to Raiders-related charities, like the Bolitnikoff Foundation, where we're going to present a check to them next week. Uh, our good uh, friends at Raider Dad, our buddy Josh Kamenite taking underprivileged kids to Raider games with their parental figures. Uh, so much good work out there in Raider Nation in terms of charity. And the One Nation Foundation gives 100% of that money away to those charities. So thank you to all the good folks that have given tonight, uh, including Raider Vet. And these are the first donations for the 2024 oh, yeah, we're, Raider Dad yeah, and Belenikoff yeah, yeah. because our fundraising efforts for 2023 have completed. Uh, we've sent the $15,000 check to the Belenikoffs. So cool. We've given the money to Raider Dad. We're going to be in Vegas. Vegas a week. I'll be in Vegas a week from today. Uh, November 3rd is the Bolitnikoff Crab Fest dinner. If you're not going, look into getting tickets to go. We want to hug your neck and stuff like that. This is not an exclusive, you know, you don't have to be invited to this event. You can get on there. You can buy your tickets, all that stuff. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to see you. And we're going to be broadcasting live. We're going to be talking to legends, all sorts of stuff. You never know who's going to walk through those doors of the Belitnikoff Crab Fest dinner. So much respect to all of you guys. And Ty Davis with a $2 donation, hey, too. Wants to time. know if you're dressed as Rob Zombie. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's Sven Murphy tonight, pal. Uh, but hey, much respect to each and every one of you guys. We, we can't thank you enough, man. This is amazing.
All right, Jeff. Hey, uh, two fans. Yeah, more, more of, uh, more of them and less of us is a good thing, right? Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right, we appreciate everybody that emailed and called tonight. You can email the show at any time at show. That is okay. S. Uh-huh. <laughs> H uh-huh O uh-huh W as in why don't we fire Josh McDaniel? <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, you can email the show, show at RaidersFanRadio.com at any time. Uh, and if we read your email in a definite amount of times, you could become a made man or a made woman. And uh, so we appreciate all of those of you that have written in tonight. And you can also call the show at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And if we play your voice message more than three times or three times, you can become a made man or made woman that way. And Michelle has got the heavy lifting tonight. Yeah, because not only do we have all these uh, emails on here, on the on the rundown here, but there are three more that came in at the oh, last minute. Oh, oh so wow. wow! Raider Nation is fired. fired up I feel this like I week. have the perfect makeup too to read these emails. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Hey, before you start that, respect Mojo. He's in the chat. Hey, what's up, Mojo? Respect Mojo. Hey, and can I shout out the chat? Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jay Jackson, Lencho, uh, Mojo, obviously, like I just said, Paul, uh, Kill Jadis, the grumpy ass Raider fan. A guy is in there. Navy vet, Ty Davis, Chuck Raider, uh, Paul, uh, Adriel Ramirez is in there. Raider Loco, Foxy Scorpio, Deep H two O, Stacy Ruff. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chuck Raiders in there. Uh, Jay Jackson's in there. The whole crew, man. All right, sorry. Go Ready? ahead, Michelle. It's time. All right. Absolutely. All right, so we are going to start off with Lalo Meloso. Hey, Lalo. Also, just a reminder, you're a Raiders fan for too long. This is what happens to you. <laughs> so, this is what you have to look this like. This is what you have to look forward to. Raider Nation, this is Lalo Meloso, and I feel your pain and frustration exhibited on multiple social media platforms with Mark Davis and the calling for the immediate termination of McDaniels. I'm an old head in Raider Nation, and for decades I've asked myself, why do bad things continue to happen to the Raiders despite having more talent than their opponent on the field? Is this team cursed? I'm not superstitious, so I continue to look for answers elsewhere. Here's a current take that might spark a bright mind in the nation. And look further into the big picture of the NFL and its current agenda for the Raiders. I am not a conspiracy theorist, so please don't take this the wrong way. Will the NFL allow Mark to fire McDaniels? That question I'm asking myself right now. I think NFL has Mark on the puppet strings. They first told him, no, you can't come back to L.A. Go kick rocks. Then he hires Gruden, builds a playoff team, and the return to greatness seems like it could be in its infancy. But the NFL made sure to put a stop to that. Without the firing of Gruden, McDaniels, and the rest of the Patriots staff doesn't get hired, but here we are. In my opinion, anything Mark does that has anything to do with ties to the great Al Davis, the NFL will make sure that it does not happen or have any success. The nation will continue to knock on the door of the, of the NFL, say trick or treat, but there will not be any full-size candy bars put into the silver and black <laughs> Halloween buckets, just a, sh a shut of the front door in our face. 
Shoot, they might even turn the front porch light off when they see the nation and the Death Star, the condiments team, the Death Star, the condiments team, and the scarlet and gold Santa Clara whiners. P.S. Indianapolis Colts, I see the past Sunday you pendejos decided to join the Real Men Wear Black Club. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. You all, Davis, some respect and apology and a kiss on the pinky finger for wearing black on your jersey. Happy Halloween. Love you, Raider Nation. Lalo Meloso out. Ah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's true. It does seem like the Raiders get to take one step forward, two steps back continually. Absolutely. It just really does. And I'm with him on the on the freaking on people taking the idea of our uniforms. Pendejo. 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 Absolutely. Like, quit it with that. Like, we, we invented Listen, it. It's ours. Cold. You should have picked better freaking colors than you picked. Which, like, and, and, and on the Colts front, too, they were all blue with black helmets. That's so dopey that's looking, so man. Lame as hell. So stupid. Well, <laughs> salute. Sorry. <laughs> Raider Bo is next. Raider Nation. Hey, Raider Bo. I've been a fan since the first game I can remember. It just so happened to be when we beat the Redskins in the Super Bowl. I've been hooked ever since. I live in Wichita, Kansas, surrounded by all these Chiefs fans. Ugh. Ugh. Literally. I have two stepsons who've tried converting to Raider Nation, but it's really hard to get them to go from a team that is winning every year to a team that is constantly losing. I almost had the oldest boy the year we beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, but then the rugs and Gruden stuff happened, and it's been tough to convince them since. I love your guys' shows and watch every week. It's good to hear the fan side of things. On the current state of our Raiders, I think that McDaniel's hire probably isn't going to ever get any better. In fact, it seems it's getting worse every game. I hope they can turn it around because I always want us to win no matter what. We are 3-4, and four, and if we go into Detroit on Monday Night Football and win with a good offensive showing, then we are winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they figure it out before we end up losing our star player and we finally have quite when we finally have quit a few. Also, if you guys know any good Raider fan groups in my area, it would be great to watch the games with more of Raider Nation. Anyways, I wish you all the best and go Raiders. Raider Bo. Hey. Nice. nice job, Raider Bo. Yeah, that's got to be hard to be out there. Oh, no yeah, and, and we know some folks out there. Okay. We've got some folks uh, in, in, in behind okay. the enemy lines there. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, Raider Bo, send us another email next week so I've got, and I'll, I'll hit you back. Hey, Navy Vet in there. Just, uh, just uh, joined oh, member. and became a member. Oh, perfect. Navy yeah, Vet, send me, Michelle at Raiders Fan Radio, send me your... Um, address and i will send you a signed print of this mm, yeah there we go this car uh block print that i've created that's super that cool showing up yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. for five bucks a month you can yeah. become a member raiders fan radio and not only get that block print but you'll get special badges in the chat room for anybody joining us this live so and also as ron the materator in there starts popping up all the emojis <laughs> yeah. and i love it how he's alternated between aiden o'connell and Derek carr's power right, right, right. <laughs> all right next we have van city raider it's a long one it's two pager Good morning, RFR family. It's Van City Raider, a.k.a. Cody Gillespie, again. And I hope the three of you are having a great week so far. Kind of hard when our Raiders did what we did against the Bears on Sunday. I know it's still a horse pill that I've been trying to swallow this whole week. 
I find it insulting and disrespectful to the most loyal fan base in professional sports that Joshua Thomas McDaniels is still employed and that Mark Davis hasn't had the grapefruits to do the right thing and let this clown go. 24 games into McDaniels' coaching tenure with this beloved and historic team has been highlighted by catastrophic and embarrassing losses, including not being able to get past the 50-yard line against the Saints, losing to Jeff Saturday, who just came off the coach off, off as coach that week. Saturday has one win as an NFL head coach, and it's, of course, against the Raiders. Baker Mayfield, who had less than 24 hours to work with Sean McVay, and the latest one against a Division II undrafted quarterback whom only played one game in the NFL against our Raiders. This shit is exhausting. That's why I look like this. Why is it that we're going to have to do, what are we going to have to do to fix this? Does Mark have to consider selling this team after what his legendary father and the godfather of Raider Nation built many moons ago? Do we have to rip this down and start fresh? Does this entire regime have to go or just Joshua Thomas McDaniels? It's beyond deflating and discouraging sitting here grasping at straws as to how we can fix this team after 22 years of losing and three winning seasons in the 20th century. It's heartbreaking. I would like to take a second to share some thoughts and ask a couple questions about our GM, Dave Ziegler, that I would appreciate the three of you to touch on after the emails, if you don't mind. Is Zig to blame for all this? Is Dave to blame for any of this? In my opinion, Dave had a really good offseason, especially being handcuffed to $43 million in dead money due to the past regime. He went out and found quality guys on inexpensive deals, i.e. Robert Spillane, Marcus Epps, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, and the jury is still out on his draft class. But a few of the kids have shown a lot of flash. Mayor O'Connell, Tucker, come to mind. Although he has made some mistakes, every GM does, I don't think he's had a full deck of cards yet, and it would excite me to see what he could do with a full deck. Before I start on my thoughts, I want to ask the three of you and your viewers, have we noticed just how quiet Dave has been as of late? When was the last time any of us have heard or seen Ziggler? Zig has been the man on the back of a milk carton since the start of the season and is missing in action. And I believe it's because he is pissed off and frustrated with what his friend has been doing with the roster he spent eight months building. I believe he's infuriated. What am I proposing? What? I am proposing is does Dave Ziegler deserve to get the ax at the same time Josh does? Or do we ride with Zig into 2024 and let him hire the next head coach of our Las Vegas Raiders? A big reason for this though, this thought process is I may be the only one here, but I have not at all given up on Zig and I still have a hundred percent trust and faith in him. In my opinion, he's been one of the best GMs we've had in the 20th century. I do not trust Mark Davis to make this move for the fifth consecutive time and throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. To me, there seems to be some sort of divide between Dave Ziegler and McDouchebag. For example, I fully believe Dave's plan at quarterback this offseason was Tom Brady, then C.J. Stroud, and I believe it was McDoucher's decision to bring in both not-so-himmy-G and Brian the Goat Hoyer. Almost like it's not Dave and Josh, but Dave versus Josh. One thing I can tell you for sure is I 100% trust Zig to make the next move at head coach than I do Mark Davis. Davis has proved no matter what he does, he simply cannot get this right. This would, of course, boil all the way down to whether or not Dave is willing to stay after letting his friend and colleague of many, many years go and business over friendship in a sense. And if he isn't, he can go too. But if he is, I am willing to give him a shot and maintain him going into the 2024 offseason. 
Anyway, Swaggy, Michelle, and Murph, I hope the three of you have an awesome week, and thanks for letting this Canadian rant and share some thoughts on our beloved Raiders. As always, win, lose, or tie, Raider Nation till the very day I die. Signed a diehard Raiders fan, Cody Gillespie, a.k.a. Van City. Nice job, Cody. Right on. Right on. So, I don't know if Dave Ziegler has the authority or the desire to fire his best friend. Oh, right. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we I, get complaints on this show all the time about Swag Jeff, but I'm never going to fire him. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> hell no, you won't. I think, I mean, even, even get some complaints from Michelle. Well, yeah, send me those fire people's me. information. I want their information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You fire me, I'll put your ass in the bushes. No, I meant you were complaining about Swag <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. But no, but, uh, you know. It, yeah, you know, I think. In all seriousness, though, like, I, I don't. I don't think Ziggler has done a bad job per se. I think GMs get a little more runway. Mm. Like it takes time because just like when we talk about the draft, like, like to me, like draft grades, like right as drafts happen, I think are some of the stupidest things ever. Cause it takes time for players to, 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 you know what I mean? To find out what you have in a player. Sometimes it takes two or three years to find out what you have in a player. And so that idea, like I, I'm, I'm, I think you, you give a little more leeway, but I've also felt like they were a package deal, and that's when right. they yeah. came in. And so, and then that's uh, my point. Yeah, and so then the last thing I'll, I'll say too is that like, um, oh shit, now I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry. Damn it! What was the other? There was another really cool point that he had in there uh, on that email uh, in terms of of Ziggler and McDan or whatever. Oh, it'll come back to me. I'll think of it. But anyways, what do we got next, Michelle? Okay, next we have Hooligan Nation. Hey, Hooligan. Well, here we are again. Same bat time, same bat channel, same shit coaching, same is same is same. But hold on just one moment. Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, okay. you remember? Yeah, I remember? You remember? You remember? <laughs> you talk a lot. I thought you remember. Remember, cabrón? Remember? You remember? Remember? You don't remember? You remember? Remember? Said you cried a lot. I thought you remember. All right, so I, I did. I, I remember now. So, I'm with him on the idea that Dave's too quiet. Mm, yeah. I didn't like it that Reggie McKenzie was quiet. Mm. I didn't like it now that, or don't like it now that Dave Ziegler's quiet. I loved Mike Mayock. Is our, Mike Mayock would talk to the press all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Like, we heard from yeah. Reggie McKenzie twice a year. Yeah. Have we heard from Ziegler at all? I haven't seen since one. The, since the, the, the draft? Not I haven't I, seen one. Other than the busting, shout out Will and Taylor. Other than the oh, busting right. with the boys interview, like Ziggler's not out there. And so I'm I'm totally with him on that point that like I want to know. I want to hear from our guy that's the supposedly the de facto leader, yeah. which tells me that he's maybe not the de facto leader of the team and that they are more of a package deal. And then it's Josh McDaniels has got the 51% uh, to freaking Ziggler's yeah, 49. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that, man. And, and shout out to, uh, to our boy hammer hammer in the chat. Who's just popped in Raider nation news today. He's changed his name once again, uh, to Raider <laughs> nation news today. But, uh, but you know, I, I totally agree with you, man. You know, when you said that it was a package deal, you know, it was a package deal when they were, when they were hired, and I think it's going to be a package deal when they're fired. You know, yeah. as much as we're all calling for Josh McDaniels to get fired in season, I really don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so. Either. I don't right. think so either. I think we're going to see, you know, the Raiders are going to win five games this year. You know, we're not going to have the number one overall pick. We'll be top seven. 
you know, whatever. We'll get our next quarterback or whatever. But I think after the season, I think you're going to see both of them go. And hopefully, Mark Davis will hire a guy, kind of like what we said, a competent guy that can come in and be the football operations guy. Bingo. Whether it be Tom Brady, whether it be... You know, whether you bump up uh, uh, what, Brian what Champ, Kelly? Uh, Brian, or, uh, Champ Kelly? Champ Kelly, sorry. Champ Kelly, you know, you hire, you, you bump one of those guys up and just set it and forget it and let that guy hire the coach. Mark Davis, love you, Mark Davis. You're my guy, man. You're the biggest Raider fan. I wish I was half the Raider fan that you are. And, you know, you are the Raiders. Stop making football decisions. You're done. You know, well, since, it's his team. He can do whatever he wants. But what I'm saying, make the decision, find the right guy to run it. Yeah. You make that decision. That's make what the, the big Make the big decision and then well, let them he's do acknowledged, that. He's acknowledged that he's not right. good at this. Absolutely. So. And that's what the Bidwells did when they turned over everything over to John Elway. Mm. And John Elway brought in Peyton Manning, and next thing you know, they won a damn Super Bowl. Right. Like, they brought him in to be that VP of football operations, and he was the guy that made the decisions. And, like, well, I, I know Raider Nation, you have your different feelings about Tom Brady and all that shit, but, like, that's probably the likely guy because I can't think of anybody else. I mean, even even Champ Kelly, who, I, do we know if he's done a good job I've or not? I've never really heard don't. him speak. We, no, he hasn't. He, he's not, like, out there in the pub. Not to say that he wouldn't, but, like, I think that's an important thing. And you know what? Even I would say this, too. I'm going to really step out on this one. Instead of even Mark Davis making the decision on who the football or the, the VP of operations is going to be, give it to Sandra Douglas Morgan. Oh, yeah. Let Truth. her choose. I can't, the by guy. the way, That's, I can't. That, I, and you know what? That might be, frankly, the move because she'll look at it from a completely objective position. She won't have, we know Mark, you just talked about it. Mark's got a heart for the Raiders. Yep. You know, she won't make a decision no, nope. Mark's, on, Mark's and, got his guys. We heard it firsthand. He had his folks, right? You know, he had John Bedane in there. He had John Mark Gruden Bedane, yeah, or Ma guy. Mark Bedane. Yeah, he had same Mark same. Bedane in there. John yeah. Gruden. He, you know, brought in other folks. I mean, he brought in Marcel he and brought then in Marcel. Marcel. He brought in, you know, Dave Ziegler and Josh. Mc, he he wants somebody that he can bring in and just go. Okay, you do it. Set it and forget it. You know, and he loses all these people. And so this whole smarten up thing that we're talking about, maybe it's because, you know, he he wants people to see what he's trying to do. That's what I, I And like so this too. revolving door at those positions is really stressing him out. You he's know, doing he it in wants, good faith, Michelle. Yeah, like hundred no, percent. I think every decision that he makes, he truly believes with everything in him that it is for the Raiders. He... I don't think he's doing anything without really believing in his heart of hearts that he is making the right decision. He's not making a selfish he's call. Not, on these I things. don't think yeah. so. That's I why really I give don't. him. A, I do think that's why he, people think that are so critical of Mark. That's yeah. why I'm like, take it easy because he, yeah. he's not doing these things with like no. his own glorification in mind. You know uh, what I'm saying? I absolutely think, and I mean, what the hell do we know? I don't know, but I don't think he's doing anything without absolutely thinking I'm doing honor to my dad like i'm doing honor to what he's created i really do think and but he's been wrong so so many times but i still do think he thinks every decision he believes is the one that he should be making if it's me i'm firing everybody i don't care because we're already shit in the bed so let's just that's the way the i look at it i'm, I'm like we're already it. bad it yeah. can't get worse Al that's where like fired the, everybody that's like the idea of like starting <laughs> brian hoyer again it's like what wh why 
You think he's going to do worse than throw potential five interceptions? Or you think Aiden O'Connell's going to throw potential five interceptions like freaking Brian Hoyer did? Because, listen, if, if Chicago had a little bit of hands on defense, that's five picks in that game. Oh, boy. Five picks, one totally. touchdown, yes. and it's a garbage time. It's and, a- oh, yeah, wasn't even Hoyer that threw it? Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. that, that's again, that's, yeah. and then it goes back to lack of sense of urgency, which is something you've heard yeah. us freaking campaign on. But, anyways, let's. But I feel like if you're the owner and you fire everybody, you're at least telling the players. We're trying. We're trying that, something. Yeah. That's why the one of the one of the reasons, and not to go off on a total tangent here, and I'll keep it brief. I want to get back to these emails. Yeah. That's one of the things that the players that have the ultimate reverence for Al Davis, mm-hmm. that's one of very many examples of why he battled on their behalf, even against the people that he hired to come in and be their coaches. That's it. When he saw that things weren't st- were, were starting to go in the wrong direction. He changed to their benefit. You know what I mean? Not to appease them, but to show them, to again, for many reasons, but that's one component of it, was to demonstrate to them how committed he was. It's why he was on the field all the time. It's why he interacted with them all the time. He tra- And I can't, when we, when we talk to Freddie and Phil Villapiano and these guys, Rod Martin, next week, I'm gonna, let's remember to ask them about this very point. The, the, how Al was invested in the players, did they feel that even when things weren't going right, and for some of those absolute Raider legends, they went right for them most of the time, but did they ever feel like that Al was making moves on their behalf? That's a very curious mm. concept and idea that I would love to explore with these guys. Um, and, and, I mean, we're going to see Plunkett and Marcus Allen and a whole bunch of them mm. down there, and so that would be, that'd be really interesting uh, to hear, maybe not from Marcus, he might have a different opinion about Al. But, but anyways, anyway, yeah. sorry. Let, all right, let's get back to these emails. We got to get through them here. Honestly, I don't want to read the rest of this email because it makes me sad about my picks. Okay, well, here we are again. Same bet time, same bet. Thirteen channel. and four, still in play, <laughs> Michelle. It is actually still in play. You're not mathematically eliminated. Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> You're hanging on by a thread, An there, absolute Michelle. Absolute thread, and it's only a Monday nighter against Detroit, uh, who's yeah. you know one of the it? big up and coming teams of this year. Yeah. Mojo says Rod won't hear you. He'll hear us. He just won't see he us. Won't. <laughs> you know, you know. My loyalty. This is this is hooligan. My loyalty <laughs> is unwavering, and Michelle told us without a doubt we would win thirteen games. So that's it. It's right in front of our faces, and we were just too jaded to see. We are going to win out and hit that thirteen game win season. <laughs> <laughs> we will walk into the playoffs at the same time. <laughs> You know what? I got nothing but respect for you taking a four call. That's Raider fandom. I believe. I, mean, I really believed it. Yeah, I you believed did. it. Your passion for your team. I believed overrode it. your brain. It absolutely <laughs> overrode my brain. Well, because when but my nine and eight, my passion <laughs> overrode my brain too. I really did believe. Anybody it. that didn't say four and thirteen, I think was you know what I mean. Holy anyway, cow! Sorry. All right. We will walk into the playoffs at the same at the same time Taylor Swift gets another number one single after breaking up with the wonder twit Travis K. Oh my gosh. It's gonna be a banger. I'm really praying this happens. Like, we <laughs> Yeah, and enough with her and Brittany and Jackson oh, Mahomes. Let it go. Come on. Please. Oh, so over it. If they yeah. if those three I'm just well, they're all idiots. I mean honestly, and I don't really think Taylor's an idiot. We'll just if, if, if all three of them are in the booth. For in the freaking suite for the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs are winning in Allegiant Stadium. Oh, come on now! 
I'm gonna throw Come on, Dolphins. Traffic. Yeah, please. I'm, Come yeah, on, Lions. Come, Come on, anybody. 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 Come on, Eagles. Come on, Ravens. Like, jeez. Don't let that happen. Not in our <sighs> home, please. All right, sorry. I digress. Oh, it's okay. Uh, we dethrone the Queeps to win the AFC champion before we crush Mr. Irrelevant and win the fourth Lombardi trophy inside our very own Death Star. Oh, I want it so bad. Sounds so good. Or maybe not. What the hell do I know? <laughs> I'm nothing remotely like an offensive guru. Oh, well, a few days from now, I'll be hitting the road with my little brother, headed for the Motor City for a bit of Monday night football. Oh, fun. So Josh McDickless better get his <laughs> shit together. RFR crew, thanks for keeping the dream alive. Just win, baby. Hooligan Nation signing off. Hey. Good job, Hooligan. Thanks, Hooligan. Y'all, it's so sad. I have my picks. I still have my paper of the picks oh, that yeah. we made. Oof. Boy. Didn't hold up so well. I, you know, I really thought, I, I really, be, I believed I it. I do it Golly. every year. Yep. Every year. I really though, y'all, y'all were a lot better. I really went. I thought, <laughs> I believed. Okay. Oh, hey, Sus of Alum Rock. That's my guy. Ready? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to give a big shout out to all the fellow truck drivers, fellow artists, and of course, all of our fantabulous Raider Nation. Raiders fans truly are undefeated, aren't we? Also, a big thank you to RFR for making me a made man. That truly meant a lot. I'm sure by now you've received Michelle's painting. It is watercolor and metallic watercolor on paper. Oh, cool. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. Michelle is a really great fit to the show, but I think everybody already knew that. In my opinion, you all should bring back For Whom Michelle Tolls, great rants with a female's perspective. Anyway, I just wanted to do something for you, Michelle, because, well, why not? I don't have anything to say about the present situation of our football team. I just know we suck harder than anything that's ever sucked before. However, during these times is when real Raiders fans make our presence known. Thank God we've got the most fantabulous uniforms in all of sports. I do miss how that sunlight used to make those beautiful silver helmets glow against the black jerseys back in Oakland. I've not been to Allegiant Stadium yet, but I don't think it's the same indoors. I'm going to do my best to meet you guys again. We need to have some cervezas together. Sure, I'll have a couple shots too. Maybe one of these days. I will leave a voicemail since I know I'm well overdue. In conclusion, I'd like to say that Roger Goodell and Sean Merriman and all the rest of the punk-ass Raider haters, may they all die of gonorrhea and go to hell forever. <laughs> you just broke that Michelle. Just said, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting Why that. Not that? Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> that took a turn. But also, yes. What a, what a sports nut, huh? Go Raiders and go RFR. The Jesus of Elm Rock. Yeah, that's my guy. Oh, going. Right on. <laughs> May they all die of gonorrhea and go to hell forever. <laughs> wow. Well, it is Halloween. What do you really think? Oh, Tell us this. how you really feel. Right. That was amazing. Okay, next. Oh. See who this is. Oh, Wendy. Okay. No, Ariel. That's Sorry, okay. he just, references Wendy. Go for it's it. Ariel. Just, just, yeah, you yeah. know what? Whatever. Good evening, my Raider sisters and brothers. By the time this email hits the airwaves, I'm pretty sure most of this will be covered by then. But here are my thoughts after our loss to the Bears. I was not shocked at all. I knew going into this game after performing at home the way we have to have despite winning was not going to fly playing away. It was more of the same. Poor coaching followed by poor execution. 
This coaching staff does not design plays utilizing our players' strengths while attacking opponents' weaknesses, which I believe is common sense or coaching 101 or coaching for dummies. By Josh, changing quarterbacks in the game was a clear admission he does not know what the f- he is doing. Mm. He tried selling us on Jimmy G, now Hoyer. <laughs> I don't know how long McDummy is going to be with us, but common sense is you start your young QB to see what you got in him prior to next year's draft. We already know what we got with Hoyer. He's been around since dinosaurs roamed the earth. However, <laughs> McDoofus is so stubborn and arrogant, he has to go against the grain and do it his way. His press conference was a freaking joke. He pretty much blamed everyone but himself and his coaching staff, despite the fact it was quite evident they were outcoached. It was very obvious the Bears players have their coaches back despite their record. Their effort said it all. At this point, the players can say what they want, but McDumbass officially lost the locker room, and by blaming them and only them, it's only going to get worse. Now, I'm going to focus on the, quote, all-knowing infamous owner, Mark Davis, who, if on this show, would tell us all, quote, smarten up. Right now, he's MIA on a champagne binge drinking Twerk Fest with his Las Vegas aces as they celebrate their back-to-back championship. Congrats to those ladies, by the way. So our anger, frustration, yeah. and voice... Big ups. And frustration and voices are falling on deaf ears. The only way we can crash his party and bring him down to earth is by organizing a protest at the Raiders headquarters showing our frustration, especially with the media there. This would only be effective if we had numbers, though. Other than that, I don't see how we can get his attention as simple fans. I do believe he wants us to win. He's just blinded by the illusion Tom Brady pulled in that circus in New pulled in that circus in New England. It is so obvious that it was Tom Brady and only Tom Brady for the mm-hmm. Patriots' success. Look at the numbers Belichick and McDouchebag have put up with Brady <laughs> and without Brady. He was the puppet master in that clown show, and Mark Davis bought it. I love my Raider brothers and sisters. We are a unique family. A bunch of misguided misfits from all walks of life, united for one purpose only. Our love and passion for this team is second to none, even though this organization treats us like a redheaded stepchild. No offense, Wendy. I'm six foot tall who grew up in the gang life. I've been stabbed, shot, and ran over by a car twice. I'm not easily scared, but if I heard Wendy's laugh in a dark alley, I'd probably shit myself. I'm waiting for her head to spin around one, one day on the show. Is he talking about me? You, you guys need to steal Jerry Springer's bell sound. Ding, ding, ding. For when you guys start fighting out of control on the show. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Screw you, Murph. Hell, I just take a selfie, Murph, uh, Jeff, and then he'll get mad. Hell, I think a stripper uh, <laughs> No shit. Let me live my life. Bastard. Dad. Okay, Brittany. Hell, I think a stri- I'm not dancing with knives, bitch. <laughs> what a Brittany. Don't call me Brittany. <laughs> How do you know what Brittany I'm talking about? Because that's the only social media Brittany yeah, I'm aware you of. you were talking about Brittany Spears? What about Brittany Mahomes? Oh, does she take selfies? Who? Isn't it Brittany Mahomes? Is that her name? Who? That's her name. <laughs> Who? Taylor yeah. Swift friend? Yeah, yeah, her bestie. Her oh, bestie. oh, 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 nice. oh, how about, how about this then? Okay, Jackson. Oh, oh, those are fighting words. You that is a compare low me to him. Low. I'll put my Ouch. foot all the way in your ass, <laughs> Jackson. That sounds like something. He now would you do. look like a legit sad <laughs> clown. <laughs> Hell, I think a stripper pole is also in order for when things get really heated in the cave. Hmm. 
Don't worry, I won't what? suggest Marvel. Wait, 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 wait. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait record scratch. Oh, yeah, I wish I had a record scratch. Don't worry, I won't suggest Mari Povich paternity tests. That will just be all bad. I hope this email wasn't too long, but I only have one question for you guys before I go. Can I get a na- can can Raider Nation get a hua hua? P.S. McDaniel's and Wendy, no more wire hangers. Sincerely, Ariel Zaniga. <laughs> so, no, that one either. There it is. <laughs> Speaking of that sound, respect to my dad. Uh, hey, my dad's swag in dad. the chat. Hey, swag dad, Woody Wood. Woody Woodpecker was one of my favorite cartoons when I was little. Just well, yeah. side oh, note. Well, how funny was that? Then that was actually kind of timely that I did that. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. Okay. Respect, we go. Woody. Good, good Sunday afternoon. What the? Uh-oh, that's a different screen. Hold on. Was that? Okay, just a personal <laughs> note. I'm going through some yeah. things dealing with. <laughs> Is that our new bleep button? Might be. We have really gone off. We have no, gone off the damn rails. It's, it's Halloween and it is, Michelle's yeah. been drinking. That, well, I have been drinking. <laughs> You've been drinking, you rat bastard. <laughs> the button pusher over there. Or says he's fat. <laughs> says he's fat. Okay. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. What the bleep was that? Okay. That ain't true. That's not true. And Michelle's drinking too because she just repeats all the buttons that you're pushing. Give me that. Get out of here. F- everybody. Oh All right, I come on. We gotta get these emails. emails. All right, let's okay. go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, just a personal note. I'm going. Oh, I'm going through some things dealing with my mother's health, and it's not looking good oh. at all. I'm so sorry. So I needed the Raiders to cl- to clear my mind, and they shit the bed. Ugh. Josh McDaniels can't survive this. Embarrassing losses include losing to a high school coach, Colts, not crossing the fifty in New Orleans, New Orleans. Baker winning three days into his Rams career and losing to Bears with a Division II quarterback. Uh, Next games are the uh, the Lions, who just got destroyed by Baltimore. Uh, Barkley, Jets defense, Miami, and Mahomes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle, but 13-4 and four is a dream. I love your optimism. Well, it, that was gone a few games ago. So um, Now for Dave Ziegler. If this fool don't get Caleb, May, or Penix, we need to get a U-Haul truck. Go to Vegas and move his ass back to Boston. I love y'all. Raiders and Raider Nation. On to Monday Night Football in Detroit. Lord help us. James Williams. Nice. Is that how you pronounce that? Penix? That's how I've heard it. I think it's Penix, not Penix. I've heard Penix. Oh, okay. Well, I said Penix earlier. Shout out. You did. Shout out 99 proof for that (laughs) shot there. Well, Don't I've tell us about so, your life. I love, I love it. The dudes get the you got the shirts, so they say "Big Phoenix Energy." I have heard it both oh, ways, though. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh! If he's a Raider, okay. that'd be Great. fun. You want that on the back of your well, jersey? Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a shirt that says "Big Phoenix en- mm-hmm. Energy." No, there's already one that he, yeah, he's got he, his own line you can of just clothes. Buy one yeah. That yeah. Oh, oh, for real? No, yeah. that's what Michelle's trying to say. You just want to have Phoenix on the back of your <laughs> <Yeah>. shirt. <laughs> okay. Oh wait. Never mind. <laughs> I almost went. I'm not gonna say it. Go ahead, Michelle. Let's go on these yeah, emails. Don't well, say I it. hold on. Canceled. Okay, read that one. <laughs> okay, we got Paul. Paul's next. Did you have more though? Did what? Did you have you had more email? <laughs> what am I doing? Did you have more emails? You said there were more because I have Paul, but there's there. I thought you said there was more, or did you already give me those? No, I gave you everything. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, well yeah. here we go. Was that James Williams? 
Yes. Okay, yep. We okay. just got Paul all left. Right, yep. Here we go. All right. Evening, everybody. I hope you're all feeling a little better after it's Sunday. And it's not true. That ain't true. <laughs> that ain't true. <laughs> Shit. I'm even away from the buttons. I, I did it. That ain't true. That's not true. Oh, thanks for you, coming back to push the button. Go get the friggin' emails. Just like it. Oh, I don't wait, believe you. That ain't true. <laughs> it's not true. Or says he's fat. <laughs> or says he's fat. <laughs> Get the emails, right. Murph. Hi. Um. I, I was just going to go through all the sounds. This show is off the okay, fucking well, rails. So are the Raiders, so we're just on Bro, brand. We're on brand, abs- my guy. We're on brand. Okay. I hope you're all feeling a little better after Sunday. In 1880s, no. America, a guy called George C. Parker developed a scam to sell the Brooklyn Bridge. He was so successful, it's believed he sold it twice a week for 40 years. In 1925, Victor Lustig sold the Eiffel Tower in Paris to scrap metal workers, telling them he worked for the government and the tower was too expensive to run. Indeed, it's written that the greatest trick the devil ever played was to convince mankind he didn't exist. All reported as the biggest scams or hoaxes in history until we come to January 31st, 2022, when Josh Snake Oil Salesman McDaniel strode into Henderson, Nevada and convinced us all that he was a head coach. This, my good people, is the biggest scam known to man, and we now have another thing on our waiting list. Andy Reid to retire, Kermit to develop an incurable limp, and McDaniels to be fired. (laughs) In recent emails, I've had to use the following words too often. Scrambled, unprepared, awkward, predictable, and accountability. These can be applied to some of our players as well as coaches on Sunday, but in the main, they're about you-know-who. Why is this dipshit still in a job? If McDaniels was set on his hands, he couldn't find his ass with a map. I knew we'd hit lower depths when Scott Potty Mouth Goldbranson oh said, oh. said shit twice on the air. <laughs> You said it more than that. Oh, that's when you know. Yeah. He's like, the offense is shit. That's- the execution is shit. The player personnel is shit. The quarterback plays shit. He, he was going nuts, That's when man. I knew. Love it. This, Love Scott. This was it. When yeah. him and Yeah, Mo, yeah, yeah. When him when and When their Mo, voices went high-pitched. Uh-huh. When they went up a register, it. it's that's over. It. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> the problem we all have now is how long it is going to carry on. How bad does it have to get before Mark Davis applies the handbrake? What more does he need to see? Which brings me to our owner. I support Mark, but he has been made aware of how close he is to losing the support of the nation. He's making more money now than he could ever dream of, but without the fans, his ivory tower could collapse very quickly. No more smarten up up comments, please. You need to listen. Just imagine how much money you'd make if we were competitive. You know what the next decision has to be. Don't wait until everything starts to unravel that badly. You can't claw it back. Be proactive, Mr. Davis. Don't be like your head coach. Oh, and Dave Ziegler, you can go as well, but that's for another day. A few days ago, a guy called Polo Kerber went on Twitter and said, I hate when sports fans say we in reference to their favorite team. You're not a part of the organization. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but here's my soapbox soapbox answer. I can already tell I'm going to agree with you, Paul. Yeah, me too. The fans are the single most in the capital, all capital, single most important thing about any sporting organization. The time, money, and energy put into everything the Raiders do 
particularly the fans that buy tickets and travel the length and breadth of the country is admirable. And you're trying to tell me that they're not part of this organization. That's just bullshit, my friend. I spent 42 years loving this team, so you bet your ass I say we, and I'll argue every day of the week and twice on Sundays Come on. that with the possible exception of Mark Davis, I have as much love, if not more, for the Shield than anybody that works there. So sorry if it pisses you off, whoever the hell you are, but I'll continue to say we when I talk about the Raiders until such a time games like Sunday don't hurt like hell anymore. And finally. Finally. Monday night is going to be tough in Motor City. The Lions are a good team, well-coached, and pissed off after last weekend. We need to see a big reaction from our guys, so let's pick ourselves up. Hopefully, we can see a better day. Everything points to us losing this one, so we'll probably win convincingly, then lose to both New York teams. Here's to four and four, people. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Holly Award winner 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five-time, 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 times two, plus one, plus one, one. winner of the Raiders Fan Radio, BRT Sizzler. Paul. Hello. Paul. 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 Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. Darn right you are. We appreciate you, Paul, uh, coming to us from Shropshire, Mississippi, otherwise known as the UK. I uh, appreciate your emails as always. And I, I, I'm not sure why this one didn't didn't make it over there to you, but oh. I did find Wendy. She said she wrote oh. an email. Guys, you get these into us by Tuesday. That helps a lot when you send stuff on, on Wednesday. When we're in the middle of doing show prep, sometimes it's, it's tough for us to get these in. Uh, but let me go ahead and read this one from Wendy before we get to the voicemails. She says, hi, Murph, Michelle, and Swag. As usual, I'm an I give up mood on Monday and Tuesday. So here it is Wednesday, and I'm sneaking in a last-minute email. Just wanted to say hello and kumbaya to my Raider family. I'm still all love and hugs to the players except Marcus Peters. Uh, <laughs> and I Yeah, because he won't hug you back because uh, he can't rap. Um, and I support them whenever I see their fighting spirit except Marcus Peters on the field. <laughs> can't see Josh McDaniels being fired until the bye or the end of the season. Maybe Rob Ryan as interim head coach. I agree. I think that's the move. And then make an all-out press on Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator for the Jets, or uh, Jim Harbaugh if this thing goes south at Michigan. Um, but it's truly terrible that he continues to blame the players and looks disgusted on the sideline, not supportive at all. Who would want to put out that extra effort needed in the fourth quarter to win? For what? For that? Thanks for reading, and I'm glad to be part of this community, trying to keep up my sense of humor like I told Michelle last week. Mm -hmm. Detroit could be a disaster. Dan Campbell is a good coach, but I continue to cheer for our Raiders players. Halloween weekend, and Freddy Krueger is coming for us. See you on the radio. Just win Wendy. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into these voicemails. Uh, if you want to call the show at any time, you can call us at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And if we play your message three times or more, uh, you can become a made man or a made woman. And so first off, let's kick off uh, the calls with our good buddy out in Wyoming, 
Uh, we call him the Wyoming Raider. He is Scott, and uh, he's been a longtime friend of this show, one of the maidest of the made men, and uh, he's a man of few words. What the actual and there you go. Nice. <laughs> and I think that pretty much sums up oh, yeah. how all of us felt. Yep. Yep. Good stuff there from Wyoming Raider. All right. Uh, next up, let's go to. I believe he's in. The, I feel like we want to see he's in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe not. And if he's in the if he's in the chat room, let us know. Storm. I know he was at the game uh, in Chicago on Sunday, and uh, this is a great call. And you know, so if you, Google Voice will give you three minutes. Uh, to get your message in, if if you don't get it in in three minutes, Google Voice will get you. I got mad respect for somebody that has enough discipline to get out and then goes, nah, I got more to say. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Nice. Let's check in with our buddy Storm. Hey, guys. It's Storm, the day after the game. What a complete shit show that was. I have one word for everyone. Lifeless. I was there at the game, and that's the only takeaway I have, which is also one more takeaway than the Raiders had on Sunday. Listen, mm. I wanted Zeigler and McDaniels to work out so badly. Over 10 years here, they have blown every lead, not just on the scoreboard, but in grace and patience this fan base has. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how disinterested the team looks, competes, and performs, especially this week. Shout out to Marcus Peters for the prime example of what I'm talking about, Mr. Oh, I'm too good to tackle on 31. Take that 24 away from them. Ooh, also, as a quick call, not bring up the That's messages serious. of Al Davis until the team starts winning. Like, I love Raider system, and I know how important it is to so many fans and to me. But I'm sorry, who gives a shit that we used to be the winning team in pro sports while we're getting blown out by Matt Eber and his Division II quarterback? Pride and poise, more like lies and noise these days. Oh, but I do want to give out some slightly good news, or I guess some sort of positive vibes. The Raiders' business side isn't terrible, at least nowadays. I think it's only a matter of time until we get a new, decent head coach. Maybe they'll be a Hall of Famer. Maybe they're only okay. But when we were in Oakland, no decent head coach wanted to coach for us. We got the worst or most desperate candidates. In Vegas, at least, we'll get a ton of bites of the apple. With our facilities and the money we make, we'll actually have actual coaches that want to come here. Zyger and McDaniels may be absolute failures, but at least they were considered high-profile hires at the time. Hopefully, we'll get more of these types, and someone will eventually hit Things will eventually turn around. It just might not be any time soon, I guess. As a fan base, the only thing we can do is keep putting pressure on Mark to fire these clowns, be patient, and pray to God that the first playoff victory in Allegiance isn't Casey and Mahomes winning another ring. Ugh. Listen, things are shit right now, but at least I feel like these days are going to be numbered. Until then, all we can do is manage the pain. Just my raw thoughts and emotions. It's tough these days, but I do think better days could be on the horizon. Maybe. Eventually. Hopefully. Uh, until then, go Knights, go. Stanley Cup number two, baby. Let's get it. All right, there he is, Storm. Great call. Great call, and, and I love this because I was thinking what he called back about. Uh, hey, guys, it's Storm again. I debated on calling him, but I really wanted to clarify something real quick. When I talked about the Raiders' history and the messages of Al Davis, I didn't mean to call anyone out or, or be disrespectful of the Raider religions or anything like that. Um, when I first became a Raider fan, I went back and I watched some of the games, uh, and I took in those great stories, and it helped solidify my fandom for the Raiders. Uh, that part of my original call was just my sort of raw emotions about how the team looks and performs these days versus back then and how often we're reminded of it. Uh, the Raiders have been bad for essentially my entire life. I don't remember a time when they were Super Bowl contenders besides 2016, so I get easily frustrated when in off-season after off-season, the only real positive, positives we can go to are the 70s and the 80s. 
And, you know, when you're at the game watching Eber and the backup quarterback take the shit out of us, in the moment, those stories feel meaningless, even if they're ultimately not. You know, I just wanted to clarify that. I meant no disrespect towards anyone, uh, I guess, but the Raiders' modern standards and sort of just express my frustration. I love the show, guys. Shout out to the made men and women. Thanks. All right, there it is. Storm. Right on. Hey, brother, you know what? Uh, I get it. You know, and, and, and I didn't. It's Listen, I've been a Raider fan for 50 freaking years. You know, I was alive for Super Bowls and all three of them. And and even though I was super young for the first couple, uh, you know, I still remember them. I still remember, you know, the the talk around the house between my my uncles and my dad and my Absolutely. family. And my grandma Jenny and, like, I mean, everybody was all about this whole Raider thing. And there was a lot of pride invested in being a Raider fan. And so being that that's my reference point, as now an older guy, I still have a connectivity to that. And while it may be in the distant past... I still have connectivity to it. I sympathize with younger Raider fans. I sympathize. I'll never forget when Emiliano, our good buddy, Big Raider Trucker, said, Murph, that's great that you have all these great memories and can speak so fondly about all these players that were like your superheroes and all that kind of stuff. But when's it going to be our turn? And I yeah. and I get it, man. I get it. And I hear you storm yeah. loud and clear, man. Like that, that message is not lost on me. And even it's not lost on those Raiders legends that – it, you know, to, to quote the freaking great Fred Bolitnikoff that told us on these airwaves, yep. he tells the players nowadays, we painted some lines on the road a long time ago. Now it's time for you guys to paint your own lines. And that's the thing is that we could talk about the greatness of the Raiders and all that, but Al Davis all, also said the greatness of the Raiders in its future, right? The fire that burns brightest in this organization is the will to win. That's what it's all about. So where is that? And that then... That's where our fandoms line up perfectly because then as the older guy, I can look at this and go, no, this is not good enough. So why aren't we doing something different? So Storm, that I didn't hear any disrespect at all in your voice. I think your opinions are valid, but I also commend you and, and throw you respect for even just you know saying that and be willing to call yourself out on that. So um, anyways, it's, it's, though it was a long time ago and it feels like it's a long ways away. I'll just leave it at that. Yep. All right, next up, let's go ahead and check in with a newly made man around here. Uh, and by the way, murderers wrote a night of callers and emails. Yeah, These I couldn't are agree more. Amazing. Uh, the calls and emails that we've got tonight. And so uh, new to the show, new newly made man is our buddy Jacob from Fresno. And let's check in with yeah, him. Yeah, two time in a row. Oh, oh, sorry. So, no, go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say two time in a row Sizzler winner. Too. Oh, is he back to back on Sizzlers? He's a back to back right Sizzler on, winner. Right on. What's up, guys? No pressure. This is Jacob from Fresno. And I mean, here we are again. Here we go again. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm a made man <laughs> for a team that's already in the tomb. I mean, the Raiders are so sorry. They are so sorry. The Raiders quarterbacks couldn't hit the ground with a marble. The defense couldn't cover a piece of bread with butter. The receivers couldn't catch a cold barefoot in Alaska besides Devontae Adams. The coaches couldn't lead a rat to cheese. <laughs> the Raiders are awful. They make Glee look good. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, his seat is hotter than a $2 pistol. Our team right now, the momentum is colder than a vampire's demeanor. In other words, we're very bad. We're not a good team. And you know what? I hate to say this. I hate to say this, guys. I hate this word. The Raiders suck. They suck 
The Raiders suck. The coaches suck. The team sucks. Oh. And I'm pissed off. You hear me, Lo? No, it's always great to do a little Bill. flashback to Bill Romo. But, hey, guys, <laughs> listen up. We're into a week uh, something or other. We're halfway through, basically. Let's just say that. We're halfway through the season. And uh, it doesn't look good, but uh, it could be worse. Uh, There's no way of painting this in a bright light, guys. We look bad. This just looks bad. I want to be down. We're going to be down. stuff there from Jacob and Fresno. All right, next up, let's uh let's head uh, we don't hear from, we hear from him on the emails all the time. Uh and on the on the of course the episode number, but let's go to T-Hom oh. and check in and hey. see what T-Hom. And T-Hom calls in with characters. Well, he calls so he's calling in as T-Hom. As T-Hom. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Rare. Nathan, this is T-Hom. All right, Murph, get the button ready. Oh. Here goes. oh. You know, back in the day I used to watch Beavis and Butthead all the time. They were hilarious. They would always do stupid shit, and they always do that stupid shit together. Oh. At some point, you would think that one of the two Slow. friends would pull back and say, whoa, maybe we shouldn't do that. But it seemed the more ridiculous the stunt, the more likely they were to do it. And then Butthead would turn to his friend and say, you dumbass. Oh. Well, little did I know that fast forward almost 30 years, and you have Beavis and Butthead leading the Raiders. Now, although McDaniels is not my best friend, I certainly find myself yelling, you dumbass, at the guy wearing the visor on the sidelines every week. It's time to end the cartoon show before we get run by another Tyson Bajan. That's right. Tyson f***ing Bajan. Mm-hmm. Change has to be made. Change yeah, of coaches, change of culture, hair. Hell, change of underwear. Men Let's get back under. to where we need to be. Let's beat the Giants, Vikings, Chargers, Colts, and Broncos. That's eight wins. Fire Ziegler now. Put Chant Kelly in there and put Josh on notice. You may or may not be the coach next year. Probably not. But if you finish with less than eight wins for the strain, you're done. That would give this fan base hope and would enable us to minimize the diaper changes on the sideline. It's no longer just win, baby. Now it's you better win, baby. Enough of this shit. Raiders for life. <laughs> T-Hom out. Nice. <laughs> Got T-Hom. He was fired up. He was fired up. Now, you of know course. when t is calling in as himself uh, and not in a character, you yeah, know things have gone it's bad. Business. It's Absolutely. Business. It's business time. That's right. Uh, all right, next up, let's check in. Oh, here we go. Let me 
Speaking of the freaking bleep button. <laughs> oh, it's not Josh in the 703, is You're it? damn right. What up, fam? Yep, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, on my way to work. And I just can't believe the shit show we watched yesterday. Oh. If you took someone, didn't tell them what the record was for the teams, they would have thought we were the one in five teams. That's how atrocious we look. That was like an undrafted quarterback <clears throat> tears up our defense. And a few times the defense does get some stops, the offense is nowhere to be found. Brian Hoyer should not start a game. He can come in as a pitch hitter, but he's not someone that should be started. That mother should be holding the clipboard. And I don't see why. Send out AOC, send the rookie. You know who Brian Hoyer is. I don't. The rookie's had one game. He came in the last few minutes, looked better than Brian Hoyer did. Yeah, he threw that interception, but shit. He still got the ball moving down the field. And I know it's the prevent Bears defense, yada, yada, yada. Who knows what it would have looked like if he had played the whole game? And Devontae Adams getting the balls early, then they forget that he's part of the team in the second half. Hell, Renfro, I think, had more catches in the second half than Adams did, and he never gets the ball. And I know people are harping on about that one throw in the end zone. The man makes a mistake. Yeah, he's going to be a, a Hall of Famer most likely. But he still makes a mistake in once in a while. But I just... I think he made a mistake because he was like, wow, they're actually throwing a fade to me in the end zone? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a concept. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe that, man. And, you know, I know I heard... I remember what Unc said last week, and I just can't agree with him. McDaniels might be a great offense coordinator. Hasn't shown with our offense. But he might be a great offense coordinator when he has someone to grab him by the back of his neck and be like, hey, f we ain't doing that stupid shit. But as a head coach, he ain't it. He's not. <laughs> I remember when he first got there, people were like, oh, he's going to tear your team. And I'm like, ain't no way he can f this up. I was wrong. <laughs> we all were. Ugh, man, I was ugh, I'm glad I didn't call yesterday because it would have been a whole lot worse. <laughs> 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 Stuff there from my buddy Josh down to 703, man. F the Lions and F Josh McDaniels, indeed. All right, next up, we got a. Uh, oh, this is cool. We haven't heard from her in a hot minute. Let's check in with Mrs. OG Daniel. Hey, Raiders fan family. It's me, Mrs. OG. Nice. Chronicles of the Black Hole. What in the actual f was that? Mm. Let's talk about our run defense. Okay, good talk. Let's talk about our red zone <laughs> offense. Good talk. That play where the Bears hurdled to meet Roberts? Big deal. My fat chihuahua can hurdle to meet Roberts. The offensive guru started Hoyer over O'Connell. Put O'Connell in the last five minutes like a Hail Mary. Oh, my God. I can't even... He should turn his visor in in shame for walking the team straight into a bear trap and getting an old skippity pat. Mm -hmm. 
this guy. Do we miss Bisaccia yet? So Raiders. Yeah, in a minute. Yeah, I definitely miss Passaccia, man. I think that was a mistake. Well, we, we've talked about a lot, yeah. a lot before. All right, last one of the night, and it's another double. Okay. All right, let's check in with our buddy up there in Jersey, and uh, let's uh, hear from Rev Raider. What's going on, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Young Swaggo, Michelle Sweat? Hey, man, bleep me a little bit because the F-bombs is coming right now. Shout out, Michelle. Um, Let's talk about a coach. Um. His start, starting of his career with the team. In year one, he went 0-11. Year two, he went 4-9. Year three, he went 5-8. Year four, he went 4-10. Year five, he went 5-8. Didn't break even till the next year when he went 7-7. Seven and seven. After that, doing great. Who is this coach? Hall of Famer Tom Landry. Now, that's pretty cool. They stuck with him. But in these recent times, people don't got patience for that. You know, and I could suck a little bit of hopium on that one, but uh, fuck that. No. Oh, I want progress right now. That's where I'm at with this. And I am not seeing progress. We're not improving. We're still running the same dumb plays where you got people cheating to these plays, the double ends, the daggers, all of that stuff. They're expecting this stuff. So why are we still running it? We, we keep choosing quarterbacks to start that don't know how to throw outside the numbers and even throwing inside the numbers. These bastards can't even see the middle of the field when you have somebody wide open running up the seams, you know, starting to get disgusting to me, you know. And so also you don't have a coach that's instilling confidence in a team. It's, it's a very nonchalant attitude, and that doesn't, that doesn't put extra fire in your team, you know. Sound like a dude that, that's not confident about talking to a girl. You know, you're not getting the draws, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not how it's going to work. You know, famous words from Dagon, Sean Connery and The Rock, you know, because Josh McDaniels is always saying, I'm, I'm going to do my best. We're going to do our best. You know, Sean Connery said that losers are always whining about doing their best. They got no balls right now. I need to see better, you know. I just wanted to rant real quick. I might even have to call back again. But for now, peace. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and award the uh, Sizzler Award. Sure. Which just goes out to the best emailer or phone caller of the night, and that uh, duty goes duty. duty. Uh, goes over to my buddy Swag Jeff. Swago, who do we got tonight? Absolutely. So we had a, a bunch of amazing emails and voicemails tonight. Uh, with the emails, Lala Meloso, Raider Bo, Van City Raider, Hooligan Nation, Jesus of Alum Rock, uh, Ariel Zuniga, oh yeah, uh, James Whoa. Williams, uh, Paul, and then the voicemails, uh, Wyo Raider, Jacob from Fresno, Josh in the 703, T-Hum, 
Storm, oh, Mrs. OG Daniel, and Rev Raider. Uh, tonight, we're going to take that sizzler. We're going to split it right in half. We're going to give it to Jacob from Fresno and Storm. Hey, nice right. job. That's three in a row from Jacob from Fresno. Right? Sizzler. 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 Today. Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Oh, ha, hee, ha. What's going on there? I don't Sorry, know what man. happened with that one. Oh, ha, hee, ha. Oh, there it is. Did I get it fixed? I'm at the very, 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 very end. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. We are Metallica and we are here for your. From the Walking Dead to Aaron Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ha 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 fire Josh McDaniels. Please. Pretty please with sugar on top. Please. All right, Raider Nation, we appreciate you guys so very, very much. Long show tonight, but man, loved hearing all those voicemails, loved hearing all the emails, loved hearing the passion in Raider Nation. I uh, love seeing the passion in the chat room. I'll leave it to my co-host to shout it out. But appreciate you all joining us tonight. Uh, I'll just say this. Since we don't want to talk about the Raiders, at least not until after this game that happens on Monday, I'll just tell you this. Uh, we're not going to be back next week because we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Hey, Let's go. Vegas, baby, Vegas. So we're going to Vegas. We're going to uh, be out there to celebrate the Bolitnikovs and their amazing foundation and yeah. present, uh, your generosity. Uh, we, we, we cannot wait to do that. And so thank you to all of those of you that have enabled our foundation with the likes, with the thumbs up with the subscribes, buying merch, uh, buying any of the, uh, you know, buying into any, any of the advertising, like the good folks at Manscaped, um, you know, the super chats, the raffles, all the amazing work that you all do all the, all year long. Uh, thank you so much for trusting us with your generosity and allowing us to go present that on your behalf. Thank you so very, very much. So we won't see you next week. But we'll see you the week after that. I will see you post game though. After the Giants, I'll be on the Silver and Black Today show. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. Everybody have a safe and happy Halloween. Enjoy your uh, enjoy spooky season out there watching hey. scary movies. And be safe out there with your kiddos. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I know. Okay, 13 and 4. Maybe that was a little. I jumped the gun on that one. But let's just win. We'll call it let's earnest. Let's just win. I was a little earnest. I was a little earnest. earnest. Hey, I believed in the team. I love where your head's at. You know what, though? I got more respect for your 13 and 4 than anybody's man, 4 and 13. I believed it too. You know what man. I'm saying? I really 100%. did. I really did. But Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm excited about that. And do something fun. Do something spooky. Can't Get wait your for your party this yeah, weekend. Big party uh, on the Saturday. Big party on the Saturday. Party. Party. Absolutely. Raiders win, so my face doesn't look like this anymore. <laughs> nice. Nice. Absolutely. Hey, uh, thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, T-Hum, Lala Maloso, Big Axe Bourbon, Hooligan Nation, Paul, uh, Ty Davis, Ariel Zunigas, uh, Foxy Scorpio, uh, my dad and his lovely lady, yeah. uh, Melissa, uh, Rossi Biddle, uh, let's see, Vibrator, uh, Just Win Wendy, uh, Kill Jane is the grumpy ass Raider fan, 
Michelle, <laughs> Tony Shefford, uh, Ty to Raiders Storm. Ty. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And uh, for me, Josh McDaniels, I say, what happens in Vegas? Started in Oakland. And I'm going to be fired soon. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, here you go. Get your shot there, Jeff. Get out of your tube. See you, bye. Come see us in J-Lot. Yeah. Goodbye. Love you guys.